<laughs> Actually, the boy is quite astute. I really am trying to kill him, but so far, unsuccessfully. He's quite wily, like his old man. This is what I'm talking about. Okay, well, we've heard from you, Scott. Now, uh, you tell us a little about yourself. The details of my life are quite inconsequential. Oh, no, yeah. please, please. Let, let's hear about your childhood. Yeah. Okay. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Very well. Where do I begin? My father was a relentlessly self-improving boulangerie owner from Belgium with low-grade narcolepsy and a penchant for buggery. My mother was a 15-year-old French prostitute named Chloe with webbed feet. My father would womanize, he would drink, he would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy, the sort of general malaise that only the genius possess and the insane lament. My childhood was typical. Summers in Rangoon, luge lessons. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. When I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten with reeds. Pretty standard, really. At the age of 12, I received my first scribe. The age of 14, as a roastery named Vilma, ritualistically shaved my testicles. At the age of 18, I went off to evil medical school. At the age of 25, I took up tap dancing. <laughs> I wanted to be a quadruple threat, an actor, a dancer. You know, we have to stop. <laughs> Are you at the Let's have... So you do. Those are all just teasers. No Doug. But, but. Wait, what? Let me paint the picture. We got Will Abbott back Woo. in action. Woo. Back from Beaufort, South Carolina. How's that? Originally from Vidalia, Georgia. That's right. We've also got, to my left, we've got Michael Benson. Wait, hello there. From somewhere in North Carolina. You've probably never heard of it. And we got a special guest today. The man, the myth, T-U-C-K-E-R. That is how you spell it, right? That is correct, sir. You've been mentioned on here many times. Tucker, the Tucker man. How was everybody? You got yeah, the, you got a little audience there. Oh, that is You got a little is, applaud. That is special. Thank you. Oh, oh no, really. <laughs> really sit down. <laughs> sit down! <laughs> Oh gosh, what happened? <laughs> like, anyway. Paul, 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 Paul. Here we go. Let's just start with this one. Oh, 
Uh, the black crows? Yeah, that's awesome. Not this time, Michael. So we had a little technical difficulty. Tucker and Michael are sharing a mic for now. We still have a technical difficulty. Technically, we do. Technically. I forgot about Lawson. Lawson's in the, the room. A wall. We're separated by Lawson from a wall, I guess. That's good. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you said all that wrong. <laughs> I know. We're separated from Lawson. Why don't we spread this out where y'all can kind of both... It's hard. Like man. a better angle. Let's get this thing angled really nicely here. But then it doesn't pick up anything. Well, I don't know what, how, what the hell what to tell you. We'll just keep doing this and try not to make something about Lawson's and walls. I don't know. Yeah, I think you meant to say you were separated from Lawson by a wall, but you <laughs> said something completely different. Uh, let me turn that background music Do we, down. We have playback. Can we confirm this? We can. Can we get? Can For we sure. get some confirmation on bits, bits and pieces? We'll do that on the next show. See how it works. Yeah. You, you cut and you paste. Okay, I got you. You, you convert it to an MP3. I've never liked paste. It has always stuck to the roof of my mouth. It's were y'all? Were y'all disgusting. the kids that ate Elmer's glue? No, but I bet you were. No, I, I put it on my hand though, and always peeled it off. Peeled it off. Like, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. See, like I used to play some video games when I was a kid, and the old video games you had to like slide your thumb across, you know, like to to do combo moves, like in Mortal Kombat. So we'd combo take moves. super glue and we would super glue our thumbs and let it air dry, so that you had this hard, crusty shell on your thumb, and you could get some badass moves after that. It's clack, clack, clack. You could hear us playing. It's like. There it is, the clack, clack, clack. Unfortunately, he found out that that did not work with women. (laughs) I don't really get into that. They don't like the glue. (laughs) So it's been, I mean, it's probably been like a month since we've done this. Unbelievable. Oh, man, I love titties. (laughs) (laughs) I think we did it like a week before Taylor's Ball, uh, which we're going to talk about Taylor's Ball later. We won't give all the info away now, but we had a good time. It was successful. Uh, Whatever the line of measuring success is, I don't really know what that is, but it was fun. So I guess that's we survived. We survived. I don't think the people. Well, we'll talk about all this stuff later. But the people at the beer place did not survive. I don't think too well. Well, in a good way. Yeah, he looked pretty damn worn out when he came up to me afterwards. Um, Fishing. Uh, Anyone been doing a little fishing? I know Will has not lately. But we also haven't done this in a month. Well, I fished. We had the tournament, remember? Yeah. So we, so we all fished the tournament. The well, except for Will, tournament. Will didn't fish. I didn't fish. But I fished um, in the last month. But yeah, yeah. But I haven't. No, I've, I've, I've been in hurricane mode since, well, the week before the hurricane. A week so, ago. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we had uh, the Bad Fish Taylor's Cup. And I would say you guys did well. Yeah. Second second place, we'll take it. We'll Doug Rowland won. First place. Yeah, Dougie, Dougie came out on top. Which, which I find unacceptable. I, I could was, lose to anybody, but I've lose to Doug by an inch and a quarter. Well, let's talk about it. Let's hear the details. Well, well, in, in total, Mike and I came up uh, an inch and three quarters short, which unfortunately is not the first time either of us have ever heard that. But first fish out the, uh, I mean, we were fishing for what, five minutes? Oh, yeah. Five minutes. What are you and, doing uh, on your phone? I am updating the masses on the Barely Live. Uh, uh, the Barely Live. Uh, our podcast has an Instagram page at Barely Live, uh, or at the Barely Live Sessions. Actually, is how it goes. So find us anyway. That's what I was doing. Okay, well that, that's a good. Comment. I know Mike has a smartphone. He doesn't have an iPhone, but he has a smartphone. But I've never seen him use it, so I don't know how much he really yeah. knows what works. On what it. if he was like, I'm just checking out Nasdaq, dude? <laughs> hey, Mike, what's the weather? Hold on, let me call the TV station. <laughs> Oh man! Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, I think we were on the water for about 
five minutes actually fishing, hooked up on our first red on top water, black gurgler, um, like just after sun came up and well and, and you know if you knew anything about red fishing you know how seriously we were taking this because we were throwing gurglers <laughs> to start the day off but but yeah man we didn't wait long but then we had to wait the rest of the day before we caught another fish but whatever we found two on the on but y'all caught three fish and they yeah, were three so the fish. way the tournament worked was you weigh you didn't weigh in but you took pictures with a special measuring tool of of all your fish and then you got to score three fish longest total length of those three scored fish wins ideally you would catch a lot of fish and then weed through them to find the biggest ones we caught three and so we turned in three and we just happened to have three very nice fish so so what was the special tool that you had to use to measure the fish because i heard the fly fishing after dark guys they forgot theirs but is it a certain one you had to use? Yeah, they gave us all measuring tapes, like these cheap little clickety-clickety measuring tapes, but they had like a bad fish logo on them. They were like a uh-huh. bright green, like something you wouldn't have laying around your house. Gotcha. And you had to measure the fish with that and take the picture with that in the picture. Do so you think someone was going to show up with some prank ruler? You know, like, <laughs> oh, it's, that's 10 inches. <laughs> well, not even that, but like people could have caught a fish last week. And you know, if true. you let them measure Good it on point. their own measuring board, that's what most tournaments like this photo release, they always have some t- token is what they call it that has to be in the picture so in their case it was the measuring tape and a token i think ours next year we're just going to do a newspaper from that day we just put a newspaper <laughs> in everybody's boat <laughs> i uh, i was fishing with someone about a month ago and maybe y'all it'll draw draw y'all's memory who it was but every time oh no it was idaho with uh with paul frank when tom and i were fishing when that you almost t- died yes yeah. when i had pneumonia the plague so he would so he had the uh, the PVC thing cut in half, you know, and had the the ruler he built in there. Yeah. And he goes, "Just trust me, man. Whenever you measure it, you got to add three quarters of an inch to it. It's just it's just off. It's just off the way." In the later in the days, remember you add an inch to it. <laughs> like it kept it kept changing all day, man. It was so funny. My favorite. My neighbor has a uh, skiff. It's the uh, Hog Island Boatworks, and it's a cool oh, yeah. skiff. Yeah, but they have a built-in in the mold. They have a built-in. Um, um, not measuring stick, but measurements across. Yeah, measure, measure tape, tape, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it starts at one. Yeah, so that's there's what, no yeah. zero on it. That's kind of how his was. So you had to kind of assess it. Yeah, and there's no place that you can be like, okay, well this is zero. It's <laughs> so like really, one. if it says thirty nine, it's thirty eight. Yeah. Well, I mean, now people are getting serious about it. I mean, you all see that thing that went down on Facebook this year, like oh that kayak guy was like, there's actually a professional kayak bass fishing circuit, if you can believe that. Anyway, this guy was part of it, and he cut the measure, he cut the, the official ruler, and like re-glued it, and like oh. removed like three or four inches. But because of the way the fish would lay on it, you couldn't really tell oh, that because so you know bass are kind of broad, genius. so they'd hide it. Genius. Yeah. So he literally shortened it by like three or four inches. So every fish he caught, he was adding. How the hell did they so find that out? They, they told they started, one person probably. Well, no, they they started analyzing. People were like getting suspicious because he was winning everything. And they started getting suspicious. Well, sounds like he wasn't too bad off. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, he, he probably would have been all right, but he, solid third place. So they started him. looking at it, and then they like some of his pictures. They found they could see where there were like, there's no way there's five inches right there, yeah. and you know, so they caught him. But he had to he had to pay back. Like it was like a they brought up charges against him. Is that the guy that had to give back like a boat? Well, yeah, he had to, like he had thousands of dollars. Is this of, over a year, a couple years? This is like over a couple years. Because if he won winnings. a boat, that means he ended the season and probably. Well, he had won like a lot, like to the oh, point where like so they nice. brought up like uh, rack. It's like it's almost like I don't want to say not racketeering, but there was actual federal charges. Well, like was, in like was, you can get charged, like sued and charged with like yeah. criminal, like criminal 
what do you call it's it? Theft, basically. Yeah, I mean, essentially, yeah. But so, by so, deception. so if he won a boat, does that mean he doesn't need his kayak anymore? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I mean, a boating kayak. I'm just gonna say I, I would much rather have the boat. Congratulations, <laughs> you graduated. It actually, <laughs> it actually sounds like he needs his kayak again. Yeah, training wheels are coming off. <laughs> so uh, we hate to lose you, but here's your boat. <laughs> Oh man, so uh, damn! I had another thing to add to that, and I well, just blinked. You know, I, I, I used to kayak fish, so I'm not cracking too hard on you kayak guys. But name me one kayak guy who bought a flats. Tim Stevens. But well, no, no, I mean like that bought a <laughs> that bought a flats boat and continued to kayak fish. Tim Stevens. Nobody. <laughs> I mean nobody. Like honestly, like well, oh yeah, man, I just prefer the kayak until you have some other option, and I you think, don't prefer the kayak anymore. I think you go out on a kayak. You go out on a kayak, then you go fishing with a couple, your buddies that have a boat. You're like, I don't ever want to touch that kayak again. I'm just well, hoping I, mean, I get if, a phone call. If you load the kayak up into the boat, drive to wherever you want to fish, then jump in. Sure. If you're getting super skinny, okay, yeah, acceptable, no, sure. acceptable, but. Yeah. I just don't want to have to paddle seven to, miles to mm-hmm. be able to, you know, and worry back. about being able to get out of the mud or in the mud and all that crap. Uh, you're not on microphone. <laughs> I know. I was just saying things out loud. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> just talking. <laughs> you, you've met Mike Benson, yes? <laughs> Mike is obviously the one guy that doesn't need a microphone. <laughs> My voice carries. What do you want from me? <laughs> oh, Lordy. Lordy. So, uh, well, um, so yeah, that was the Badfish tournament we were talking about. What uh, any else? So Doug won. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I just want to point out there that uh, there were forty-seven other boats in this tournament. Uh, a lot of guides, a lot of good fishermen out I there. Didn't, our team didn't catch anything. Yeah, yeah. I just want to point out that the barely live team took one and two. So uh, you know, I just want. Well, I took zero. I took means, negative one. And not that it means anything except for we're, <clears throat> we're good. But you know, uh, hey, fresh just saying. Just throwing it. Will, out will we should have did an over and under how long it would have taken for the subject to come, come up? Out. I didn't even write it down. But it, <laughs> it did come up naturally. Uh, no, that was a fun. It was a well run tourney. Just to throw it out there, a week from Saturday, Low Country Fly Shops doing their uh, one one fly tournament too. So if you have any interest in that, contact those guys in Mount Pleasant. Um, I, I've so, won my one. I, I've participated in my one tournament. Usually that one tournament, I don't catch anything and I just waste a lot of money and I get drunk. This time I actually won something and I was pretty stoked about that. But I'm afraid. Were you be drunk? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We made it there too. We're pretty close. Did we get drunk? No. I got no. Drunk. He <laughs> I think I got drunk. Well, I mean, like at the at the way. It was like yeah. a yeah. Oh no, we weren't drunk on the water. We brought a lot of beer and a lot of fried chicken, like. A lot of fried chicken. We were giving fried chicken away on the water to Harry and all the boys when we ran into him, and we still Harry, had Harry fried is essentially the size of a fried chicken, so <laughs> you couldn't give him that much. So y'all nailed that fried chicken, I bet. We did. Right, have you seen the size of us? Yeah, big boys. Okay. Two big boys. I love how you tell that story about the Everglades when he almost he fell into the boat. Like, what were you saying? <laughs> that that time that we almost uh, died in the Everglades. I think I told that on there, didn't I? You did. Yeah, I did tell that. Story. Okay, I had the Asian people laughing at you. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, no. The Asian people were taking pictures. Very. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, that's what they do like, naturally. <laughs> that's is that how they laugh? That, that's how they laugh. <laughs> No, no, the the kayaker behind us was the one that was laughing at us. 
Somewhere in Japan, maybe he needs to win a tournament and win a fucking boat. <laughs> Somewhere in Japan, there's a picture of an Asian person standing on the back of the boat with a thumbs up sign, and in the background is me and Tucker floundering in the mangroves and in the mud. No, 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 no. I'm on my back floundering. <laughs> You're trying to save us. <laughs> this is why we say America weak. I am. I am. I'm looking like a, uh, a turtle on my back, <laughs> just legs. Arms flailing. <laughs> so uh, I'm making my debut next weekend. Kayak, maybe? As a preacher. Oh, that's right. Oh, we, uh, wedding next weekend in Missouri, the Kansas City of Missouri. <clears throat> now, your family comes from your- a long line of uh, odd occupations. <laughs> you know, your grandfather <laughs> are, was are, a country are you, doctor. Are you leading Would, the ceremony? Oh, yeah. I guess. I, I'll find out. But country doctor? Well, no, what's all this country doctor talk? Your grandfather was a country doctor. <laughs> Great grandfather. Great grandfather. Excuse me. <laughs> Did he get paid in chickens? No, but uh, oh. may, highly possible. And maybe wheat. He got, he got paid in sow's blood. Cured <laughs> <laughs> many. Was a commodity at the time. It's the good stuff. A remedy for many ailments. Yeah. East Texas sow's blood. It's, right. it's the best uh, premium quality you can get. Um, so... So Fish is playing here in Charleston tonight. I get this text from Nam today. And I went fishing with Ryan Griffin this morning. He said they're going tonight, he and his wife. So Nam texts me, hey, man, do you know anyone going to fish? And I go, uh, I know one person. He goes, tell me. I go, why? And he goes, I really need, I'll do anything, pay top dollar for him to get a poster for me at the fish show. i got to have this one. I go, dude. Do you know how much of a beating it is to go to a concert and have to sit there and hold a poster the whole time when you're trying to have fun? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be the one that asks him that. But if you want to ask Ryan Griffin yourself, you know, so he he was gonna pay for a ticket, the total of a ticket for him just to get a poster. I guess it must be a cool well, poster. really, he's a he's a Vietnamese young man, and uh, he's really into uh, the jam bands. He, and is, he went man. and saw the last uh, Grateful Dead uh, show up in Chicago. Oh, he did go to that. Yeah. And uh, he was showing me all this stuff, and I was like, "Dude, um, it's like get me a, a poster from the last show. It's like I'll pay you for it." And you said that I said that okay. to him. Yeah, and he goes, "Dude, they're five hundred dollars for a poster oh, just for the show." And I was like, "Well, take a really good photo of it." <laughs> <laughs> High definition. Have them flatten it out for two hours. Come back. Really good photo, isn't it? Isn't uh, Lucero playing? Yeah, I think tonight. Yeah, yeah tonight. tonight. I'm going to Turnpike Troubadour Sunday night. That's going to be a good show. What is that, that new uh, mail gym? It is at the Poor House. <laughs> that was that new mail gym you signed up. Those Troubadours are pretty good. I, I, I forgot all about the Lucera thing. We had, me and the girl had talked about going to see it. I've seen them. The Broad. Yeah, the Broad. Uh, the Broad. Broad. I've seen it. I've seen Lucera a handful of times. I highly recommend if they come near you, go listen to them. But I'm kind of in that I don't have to see them anymore phase. I kind of I feel like I am too. Like I'd like to see them again, but I don't want to go to the music hall and see them. Like, Isn't that the show you two got really shitty at? He was sick at it. It was his birthday. Well, that was one I've been to. You were just standing still like ago. in your black leather jacket like you were our bodyguard yeah. the whole time. Or the Terminator. I did get real Terminator. trashed at one of those shows. It wasn't that one. No, no, that one. I was sick. It was supposed to be my birthday. That and was Bingham as well. Was, yeah. Bingham, Bingham and Lucero were playing on my birthday in my hometown, two of my I, favorite. I think both of those great. shows, Doug was supposed to go and just like zero dark 30 job. Never yeah. heard that from him, right? Yeah. No, he showed up possible. and then he dugged, which Doug, yeah. Doug has, he's like, I don't even call it an Irish exit anymore. It's just the Doug. Like he just, he ghosts on you in the middle of the night. 
I went with. It was worse when he lived down, like right downtown on King or whatever. I went to that Future Bird show at the time and met Doug and went to the, I didn't know at the time, gay bar. (laughs) Where the dude dude gave me a little chocolate with something in it. And I, you know. Wait, next wait, were you at the banana hammock? Were you in Miami? That was a long time ago. Okay, okay. I I heard about that one. There's some little there's some little bar next to the uh Pantheon. Pantheon. No, no, that's not the one. It's the other one. Oh, or oh oh something. It's it's like an Irish name, but it's not an Irish pub. So these guys were so (laughs) these two guys were so interested that I'm going to the show tonight and started talking to me and like, man, this is all fine. You're a true ginger bear. He's the bar. So they handed me something. I was hungry for chocolate. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And uh, not that kind of Charlotte, but uh, it was that time of the month. Next thing you knew, I was after Future Words. I left, and next the next day, Doug's like, "Dude, I got a text from Carter. You're just curious as to why Carter sings for Future Words." I guess I talked to Carter. Don't remember it. I was acting all skitty and just wanted to get the hell out of there. And I ghosted in mid conversation with Carter and never saw Doug again. So that was my (laughs) quick exit. When Doug shows up at any kind of event. There's two. There's three stages of Doug. First stage is him showing up. It's like he's there for the wedding. He can just stay with you for a minute and just kind of give you, oh, great to see you, stuff like that. Then you don't see him for a while. Then he shows back up like a deranged person who just got hit by a car. You're like, how did he get that drunk that fast? <laughs> I know. You know, he'll start, like he'll, he bad, out of control. he'll yell at someone and be yeah. like, dude, I'm, so, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> and then he'll leave. He'll feel bad, then he'll leave. He's like, Doug, what's on your ear? And he's like, zipping, looking down, trying to zip his pants. You're like, your ear, you idiot, your ear. Oh, oh. And then, then he just disappears <laughs> <laughs> into the night. There's Mike on his phone again. I'm working, boys. Um, all right, so let's kind of wrap this up. Uh, we do have to bring up baseball at some point. Baseball playoffs. How about the Rangers? You want to bring it up now? No, nah, let's go ahead and move it over. Uh, we're going to talk about the Taylor's ball, another fish and tourney adventure, a little hurricane talk. We got a special. We got two special visits actually. We got mm. we got the Don coming in. Mm. Don uh, Will's the one that cooked this whole thing up. How, I don't understand how you made it happen. Oh, Donald Trump. Well, he's running for president, and he wants to get out there and. Uh, Wants to hang with us, you know. Uh, he did show up a little bit at the um, at the Taylor's Ball. Well, he found out like the fishing industry is a multi-million dollar industry. Yep, yep. So and he's so like, he's really wanting to get into this, you know, stay on top of that, and uh, he's press, tapping in. Press the flesh, as they say. <laughs> what is it, horse for the I heard, I heard he likes. To, I heard he likes to grab flesh occasionally. <laughs> so we're gonna do a little like your bowling ball. We're gonna bring it. <laughs> That's what it comes to my mind. <laughs> you think of it like that. It's like, all on the wrist. I was thinking about that. It's like, uh, like if you, if you've ever heard of that uh, Louis C.K. Uh, comedy special, when he gets cut off by a guy in traffic, and the guy looks back at him and he goes, "Eat a bag of dicks." <laughs> And he goes, I just sat there for the next hour wondering what this bag of dicks would look like. No. like would it, whether it be like French bread sticking out the top? <laughs> or he said, would it be like a clear bag of just sloppy sweet dicks in the bag? Since you brought that up, I've always wondered the same thing now. I've always visualized it. What, like, like you open it up like, oh, there's your bag of dicks. Like it's a Twix bar. Like here's a couple. <laughs> I see what? it as the ragged brown paper bag top with the French breads. Uh, That's how I envision it. I see it looking like a boat version of Vienna sausages. Oh, oh my God. 
<laughs> Slimy and sweaty. Like like the breadsticks you get. Like, you, like the ones you get from Little Caesars where you like reach in, your yeah. hand is all of a sudden coated in you're, grease. You're <laughs> like, what's all this gelatin on it? Where did that come from? Jesus Christ, boys. <laughs> all right, that went from baseball to bag of dicks. <laughs> Which is good. That means we're that means we're making it happen. Yeah, it's a good show. All right, so we also got some granddad talk at the end. We'll kind of fill you up on why and uh I'm sure everyone has a story about that. And uh, the colonel, we're getting a, a visit from. Now, you stirred this up, Tucker. Girl, colonel. So I, I ran into this guy. This kind of goes uh, into the, the hurricane talk. It's a, it's a nice lead-in, actually. But there was this guy in town, um, and and he he seems like he's from like old English aristocracy, but there's something just not quite right. Because he he said he was I met him downtown and he was said he said he was in town to give aid to the uh, family south of Broad, which for anyone who doesn't Wait, know, were like the the ultra rich, yeah, the elite. original Charleston families of of the the area. I'm glad everybody's doing their part. Yeah, exactly. So apparently right, cool. he felt bad. He came in from from England somewhere, and so we'll we'll have him here. All right, well, we're going to take it out, uh, and we'll come back with some uh, Taylor's Ball Talk and whatnot. jugs that's right big gene chittum makes the finest piss jugs out there and boy does he if you ever found your paul i hate to get a little live read have you ever been on a road trip and really had to go to the restroom yes of course scoop well go down and get a big gene chitwood piss jug you can do it right in the pleasure of your own car it works for the whole family female adapters sold separately if you gotta take a pee you're in luck with Big Gene Chitwood's Piss Jugs. Available now. Back to you, boys. Thanks, Scoop. Drivers 10 best, a record 30 times, just got better. With features like Pandora compatibility and multi angle rear view camera, standard. We style Honda Accord. At your leisure. Michael Garth is singing. It ain't no I know, I'm sorry. I'm singing with blood. It's that damn no road ego. Oh, well, it's balls and blood. It's a dust and mud. It's a 
Awesomeness. If you don't like that, just turn your radio off right now. We're done. We're done. We're done with you. you don't need anything else from the show. How awesome is that we're playing that song, and I just so happened to wear my black and white checkered shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go with the black and red well, fire shirt. Uh, yeah. You did, you <laughs> or did the see. half black, half white. Like yeah. should be a bowling shirt. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, you did go to the show about two months ago. I did. I yeah. did. Uh, more than two months. He's, he's coming back too. Does it really matter? Up in, uh, Green, matter. I think it's Greenville. Really? Yeah. He's going a uh, month from now. Well, he plays for the people. What, I mean, what he, was his fake persona he did when he released that other album? Chris, Chris, Chris Gaines. Gaines. That's right. Chris he had a weird emo looking haircut thing uh-huh. on the I bought that album and it was tri- it was a coaster quickly. <laughs> a coaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you literally cut around the album and it became the yeah, yeah, no, just the C D. Okay. I think I had I had a co- a cousin that was like in the radio business back and we had a big family reunion every year and, and he'd what bring do, the swap shop on Well the no, he'd just radio? bring these he'd bring a box of, of CDs, you know, like back when that was the only way you got here's music. That, Mike, here's these Ray Stevens DVD. Oh, DVDs. they were always That's how it began. <laughs> they were always like weird CDs, like I mean like Bush and like you know, like Soundgarden and all this stuff. And one of them was Chris Gaines and I like I, I picked it up and I'm like, Oh, let's see who this guy is. I had no idea that it was Garth Brooks quote on yeah, yeah, once again I think it became a coaster <laughs> real quick. Or a frisbee. New, uh, yeah. Didn't he just do a new album? I think so. I'm pretty sure he did. Pretty sure I heard that. I haven't heard it. But he did a, a new album because on the radio they were like, Why? We don't know, but he did. Well, he is a recording musician artist. He is. Yeah. He's no uh, Pinkerton Bowden that's real famous <laughs> up in Mike's neck of the woods in North Carolina. <laughs> I don't even know who that yeah, is. How long has it been since his last album? I mean, everybody thought he was just kind of like, I don't know. Well, he did retire. Like, yeah, they all yeah, do. They re- yeah, you can't re- never retire. You can't retire from the arts. You, 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 got, too, you got too old to, to sit down and record something on a mic? I like, like, I love widespread panic fans. They're like, they're done. They're done. I'm they're like, done. Fish did the no, same thing. Two years, they're going to be ready to make money again. They're going to come back to town. Johnny Cash made an album six months before you hit the dirt. Yeah. I mean, come on. You, you can't don't retire. Ever retire. You need money at some point. Yeah. Tupac's still making an album. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened to Coolio? What <laughs> I think he's a lot on VH1. Now. Have you seen a, lo- a li- like a lately picture of Coolio? Yeah, and he's, he's like bald. He's really holding for, on to those little. Yeah, and he's like all bald except for two little tufts of his little stringy things <laughs> he used to wear. <laughs> What's the deal with uh, that other rapper that had the band aid? Now he's asking for money. Nelly? He's all, Nelly. Yeah, he's like asking people for money and for. Huh? He started a, uh, a GoFundMe because he needed tax money. Really? Well, that's, that's better than Kanye got his wife robbed in Paris or whatever. Well, I heard it was it. real. Was it fake or real? <laughs> Who gives it? Exactly. There's the better question. We are not discussing that on this show. <laughs> well, the one thing, the one you thing, that, now, take now this, your testicles out from between your legs. Now that that, that does, if we're going to call ourselves a fly fishing podcast, that does ask a, uh, a, a interesting question. She got robbed. I'm just thinking of this off the top of my head. I haven't been to the TMZ site today. This afternoon. <laughs> But um, <laughs> wasn't it like twenty five million dollars in jewelry? I thought yeah. it was ten. Okay, it was let's just say even one million. Still. I feel nervous flying into another country, go fishing with like a thousand bucks or even three hundred oh, bucks. No I, I, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. How the hell do you get in that country with all that? Stuff? I don't know. They have to right. claim it all and all. claim it. All. I don't even know. There's not enough room on that little form to put <laughs> ten million dollars worth of jewelry on there, is there? <laughs> Maybe it has something to do with the private jet. Well, I, don't I, I don't think you, you have still to claim. Do I don't that. think you have to claim jewelry and stuff if you're not trying to stay there for extended period of time. You have to claim cash if you're bringing a cash money. You have to claim anything greater than ten thousand dollars. You know those time. idiots didn't bring in cashiers checks. No, <laughs> American Express cashiers check. You'll accept that. 
Well, traveler's checks. Traveler's, traveler's checks. checks. All right. Well, I've received a traveler's check before when I used to work at a golf course when I was a kid. I still don't know how they work. Dude, I have no idea. We used to get them at the well, they're just all cat. The they're just yeah. a, if I got one, I'm glad I didn't run the business after that. Because if I got one, I don't even know. Hello, American Express. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need you to cash this. Fuck you this. just take it to any bank. A bank. Uh, and then do what? Just tell them you want to cash this travel check. They're supposedly mm-hmm. as good as cash. So, like, when you take it, you have to give them cash but back. They're not, like they, I think it's as good as cash, but with more confusion. People, <laughs> people would, this is true, because people, we get a lot of Europeans at the Fishhawk in Atlanta. And they would get, we'd get those travelers checks once every six months, and it would take six months to, for us to forget if we could take them, or what to do when we got them, and how to process them. Like you're saying, it's just it, it is I cash. We did the angler. Well, they have to sign it over to you. Yeah. That's why they're safer than cash because without it being signed over to the person who's trying to cash it, you know they can't you can't cash but it. But it doesn't have their name on it though, does no, it? No, it's got a signature. It has two it places has the, for a signature. Yeah. You've got yeah, and that's why when you pick them up from the bank, you have to sign one of the signatures right away, ah. and then your signature when you sign it in front of someone is supposed to match gotcha. the signature. It's there. There we go. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Luxury. <laughs> Travelers checks. Well, and why today? Like I went to. I was in Europe 2006. Hey, let's just get rid of this thing because that's blocking y'all, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, I was in Europe in 2006, right? And even then, my debit card worked without any penalties or fees. Like, I could go to an ATM in Italy and take out cash. It was, oh, the, same, no. like, it was no like the same, like, two bucks well, this or whatever. Is, traveler's checks are kind of out. Hell no, not no more. I tried to use <laughs> one of my cards uh, when I went over to Europe, and all of my accounts got locked. Well, you got to call them ahead of time and tell them. I, I called them ahead of time. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be in Italy from this date to this date, or I'm going to be in Europe from this date to this date. So if you see any weird transactions, that's acceptable. And I got, never got locked out. They, well, I mean, when they say that Visa and American Express is accepted everywhere except here with a phone call, <laughs> you know, it's not really something of. I'm not a big planner ahead when it yes. comes to recreational activities. Well, okay? I feel like if you're flying no. 3,000 yeah. miles away, you should probably plan ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, they what? know where they're going. I ain't worried about the routes. How come you know? and what fair? <laughs> well, that got weird. All right, well, now. Y'all want to finally put Taylor's Ball to rest? Let's so just talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about Taylor's Ball. We've been talking about the damn thing for, like, eons. Let's just recap it and never talk about it again until next September. Tucker wasn't there, so I'm going to take the mic. So we, Yeah, where were you, Tucker? We got a shield over his Working. pubic region. Working? Working. I don't. I don't understand. Where he was in St. Louis. No, it wasn't St. Louis. Yeah, because you flew in the morning. The, like brothers of the Missouri, the Sunshine State. He got Sunshine. He was my partner for the the tournament. Was the same weekend, and Tucker's my partner. He flies. Oh, it's the next day. What time did you get back in? Like at one a.m. the morning of the tournament. One thirty. When I got back to the house. Met me at my house at 4.30 in the oh morning so we could Lord. go fishing. And y'all came second place. <laughs> hey, whatever. You don't need sleep. Well, good thing you had all that adrenaline from being in St. Louis all week. Paul, uh, if you needed to be rested to catch redfish, I would have never caught a redfish in my entire life. Uh, that's true, too. That goes for just about anything. Yeah. Well, so good time. I think we had about 250. We'll just round it up a little bit. I think it was 250. The largest crowd that they've ever had at that brewery. Granted, it's a fairly new brewery, but we, we packed that thing, man. I don't think yeah. they could handle any more people than that. How many kegs did they go through? They went through a lot. 33. 33 Jeez. kegs. Dead. We like to drink. Yeah, so he came up to me at the end. He goes, that wasn't 150 people. And I go, well, I told you two to 250. 
And he goes, well, and he looks so worn out. Like, yeah. you know, because we, we did this growl. But at the end of the day, he just made a lot of money. To, yeah. be, fair, to, be, to be fair, Paul looks like at any given time that only about 75 people would give out his <laughs> number to him. <laughs> so, um, I don't even know what that means, but we'll go with it. But they had to bring in another bartender. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had to call her from home and say, come in here. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, even with the, the amount of people that were there, they handled the crowd really well. Like, I, I mean, there was some minor complaining going on, like, oh, it took me, you know, five minutes to get a beer. But, I mean, honestly, for as busy as it was, it's a it went really smoothly and everybody had a good time. I don't think yeah. anybody was really upset about anything. I think next year they should put, like, a, a beer hopper outside, like, just a, a one keg where you can get, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know you'd probably have to buy no, that ahead you know of time. You had to go, you, the people just love to complain. You got to go in. You got to experience. It was a bar setting inside yeah. a brewery. Uh-huh. So that's TV's cool. Clemson game was going on. There, football's on. It's like, what's the complaint? And the thing is, like, I, I like I heard people mentioning it. I don't know that anybody actually openly complained, like, geez, oh, screw this. No, man. no, I, but, not but, really. You know, th- th- yeah. If you're going to go to a movie theater, they might not have the candy you like, but they still got candy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think uh, Jake Ellington got the award for the most consumed. There. Oh, was he real good and drunk? Oh I, I saw him like, well, I was pretty drunk. I saw him like He'll once, tell you. Like, but he, I didn't, he, there was a guy there that looked like Jake Ellington if he had zero hair. <laughs> like, I'm not talking about like short hair, like zero hair. And I was like, he started walking up with this group of people. <laughs> And he was dressed a little fancy, Charleston, like like Jake likes to dance. Like, what the fuck has Jake done? <laughs> like, is he sick? What is, what? Jake, this is not a good look, brother. And I was like, it wasn't Jake. Uh, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I had a, uh, a little bit of an instance like that. I was This was a long time ago, but I, I was out of this bar really late, and it was last call, and... and me and, and my buddies weren't getting thrown out quite yet. We were going to stay for the after party. And I see this guy walk by. He looks like one of my classmates from school. And I go up and I grab him by the shirt. Oh and I God. pull him towards me. I'm like, you motherfucker, what are you doing here? And I was like, called him by his name that I thought he was. He goes, <laughs> um... That's I, I I, not my name. <laughs> I was like, so I just let it go and like smooth daddy's shirt. I was like, I am really sorry. Where was this? Well, at? I hope you're having a good time. <laughs> Where was I, that at? I don't even remember now. I really, I don't really don't remember now. I could probably answer that. I don't know. I wasn't there, but I, if I was a Batman, I'd say it was the old brick. It's generally where you and your hoodlums were hanging. No, it wasn't brick. It was. That was a good guess. I can't good remember. Guess. Is that your clubbing days? I was. Yeah, that was my clubbing days. I worked at the club upstairs and across from the brick. So, did they give you the tank top, or you just wore the tank top when you were at the club? <laughs> it was really just a work outfit. You know, it's not something <laughs> a I like. Work out. Not a work a work outfit. Oh. <laughs> So I didn't, I didn't work out in it. an outfit for work. Yeah. Let's, let's do some tank It's talk. really hard to get all the glitter off. Like, I, I mean, it's really, really hard to get so all the So is it off. fair to say that the tank top is just as in fashion today as it was in the 80s, but just it's still where it is in, fa- in the fashion? <laughs> I know. I don't think so, man. I think. Wait, wait. I, let, let me tell okay. you this. I, I'm just going to say that instead of being, like, uh, really, like, muscular guys wearing the tank tops now, it's the incredibly scrawny, skinny guys yeah, that are wearing gone full, them. Also, full also, the people that are fat yes, that wear fat, it too yep. tight anyway. Yep, like, maybe that's true. Sh- this They're is trying not, to this hold it all look. in. What about the the James McMurtry take a t-shirt, take the 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 neck out of it, rip off the sleeves? What are we calling that? Is that just a ripped t-shirt? That's a cutoff. 
These are fashion. But they're trying are, to make it look like a tank top. These are fashion tank top. The only time I ever did that was like in high school when we was like on football team, you know, and you'd like cut the sleeves off and then you, you split it down the side a little bit, you know, and then you even, cut the collar off yeah. of it. Yeah. That's even, the only time I ever did that. It becomes a rag, sleep, essentially. I wouldn't even sleep in a fucking tank top. They're pointless. But why do people wear uh, Why don't what, I sleep in a vest? I don't understand. <laughs> the, I don't understand. <laughs> what about the tank top undershirt? What is the deal with that? It, What's it, the it keeps, point? I'll tell you this right now. I, like Will might be able to do it. He wore suits for a long time, but some of the shirts that I, maybe it's just me, but some of the shirts I get like rub my nipples raw. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. You can't get that. I have Especially to. if they have embroidering on Yeah, there. I have to wear something under there, and I don't yeah. want to wear a full shirt because it's bunchy and all. So I have been known to wear a wife beater under the under well, that, the. That's what I was gonna say. Is like, where does what's what's the purpose of the wife beater? What is it? It's chafing. It's an it's a chafing guard. A chafing guard. I think it's Maybe. a um a upsell upsell accessory with a gold chain. Like whenever you buy a gold chain, gold chain. You do wait. have these nice undershirts. Well, uh, gold plated. Gold plated. Excuse gold me. Gold plated. Thank you. All right, so going back to the fashionable tank tops, so they got the ones with the stripes and in business. I feel like it's like a bro thing now, though. Like back when we were kids, like your dad wore tank tops, my dad wore tank. Everybody, like everybody, wore tank tops, like just regular people. Now it's like college bros rocking the tank tops. Per capita, they're more in Florida. People who still want guns out. I'm telling you, if if the way they do tank tops now. You look extremely feminine as a guy wearing one of those. I think so too. Extremely. Has the skinny man ruined the tank top? It used I mean, to be kind of. I a think tough the thing. tank top ruined the tank top, but that's okay. just me. I've never been a tank top guy. I, I think just, I had a Spuds McKenzie tank top in fifth grade. When I was a kid, I think I got some pictures laying around of me, and a tank top is like a seven-year-old. But I, I look at a tank top is what you want in a tank top. It's like maybe finding a pair of shoes that your friends letting you use that you don't have. It it'll work in a pinch. <laughs> you know, you, you, no one's ever going like I'm going out shopping today, and I'm getting the baddest fucking tank top you have ever seen. Well, have you watched? Uh, you watch um, what's that? Uh, Hard Knocks. Yeah, yeah. There was this this episode. This year was the Rams, and that one dude was like a he was a tank top dude. That, that's all he had. Tank tops for days. Like he had all his special tank oh, yeah. tops and yeah. yeah but the that's the gold. Like that's that's. But that dude was ripped up. And, huge. Fine. and, I, and I know the, it the, the stringy tank tops that you wear. As yeah. You're a big working out guy, as you can tell. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I understand that. But man, it's just. Way too much thought put in this tank top that looks like a piece of shit. Tucker, do you have a workout tank top? You sh- you probably do. Uh, one. Okay. How often is it worn? Uh, not not very often. It's at the bottom of the drawer. I, r- I really don't. No, it's like it's not something that I'm gonna. Because you're the only the one in this room that would I, wear it, and I wouldn't think twice about. Like it. I I I wear it like around the house maybe, but that's that's about it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't go to the gym. It's not out in public. It's just kind of a. Well, just at home. The, just think all the skin contact you're making at the gym when you got the tank top on. You know, like other people. Have that been is very true. And thing. MRSA, MRSA, everybody is bad shit. Well, wipe here, your gym equipment down, you rat bastards. Here's, a, <laughs> here's another side point, and this spills into uh, an interesting conversation on the same topic. A big reason I think the tank top has grown. It's because everybody gets fucking tattoos to the point that if you don't have tattoos, uh, yeah. you're not You're common. paying for this art, so you and have like, to show it off. Everybody's got to fucking see it. It's like, I don't need to see yeah. a demon riding a Palomino horse. I, I don't <laughs> know what the meaning is. I don't Wait, care is, what Does everybody here have a tattoo? I don't. I, yeah. I, do. I don't I don't either. I don't the, and the reason being is that when I turned uh, 18, my dad pulled me aside one day and said, son, I just wanted to let you know that 
if you're ever thinking about getting a tattoo, I will cut that part of your body off with a dull, rusty butter knife, and then I'll disown you. <laughs> wow. That's similar to my story. My mom said, Paul, there's three things you can't do. Ride motorcycles, smoke cigarettes, or get a tattoo. So I had to do one of them. Yeah. Got you know, one. I, I, just, I just I didn't want to get part of my body cut off. No, that's and, understandable. And get tetanus at the same time. <laughs> I, I didn't. I got through, I, listen. I, I got, got mine at 18, my first one, and it was, it was for a good reason that I got it, but I got it, and I came home, and I, I told my mom, I did the respectful thing, I told my mom, I was like, Mama, I'm a man. I'm going, I'm going to get Wouldn't me a tattoo. you love to see that I, was, I still live at Go home. Chain, tank I, top on. Yeah, I still live at home. <laughs> so home. So I'm like, Mama, I'm going tomorrow and I'm getting a tattoo. I just Mama, I done caught this pig in this pool we had. Yeah, she wasn't happy about it, um, but I told her it was going to be like like two, three inches big. I'm like, it's just going to be a little tattoo. It's not that big. Uh, it takes up the entire upper arm on my right side. And I came home and she lost her ever loving mind. She's like, I thought you said it was going to be this big. I was like, well, you had to fit it in and everything. <laughs> Well, I was I was freaked out about showing my parents. I think I had six, seven years before I ever showed them. So I walked down. I was like home from Wyoming, I think at the time. Went home downstairs for breakfast. My dad was in the kitchen. My mom always comes down like an hour later. I walked around the kitchen for like an hour. He never noticed. I finally go, Dad, here's my tattoo. He goes, Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Walked out. Mom came down there and she goes, Oh my god, I like that. That's sexy. <laughs> she goes, That's sexy. sexy. Your mom said you had a sexy tattoo. Yeah. That's yeah. a sexy horribly drawn rainbow trout. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the reason why I don't have one. I'm not opposed to them. I can't stand when people flaunt them out like you gotta fucking see their tattoo like it's their business. Their Asian card. sign yeah, for flower. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking yeah. barbed wire, all that shit. Barbed wire. Look, I go I, I I know if I got something I end up hating it. I love fucking lasagna. I can eat enough lasagna that I'm gonna end up hating fucking lasagna. <laughs> I don't want it on my arm. I'm gonna have to deal with yeah, this thing. That, that's my thing. I've never had anything that's that <laughs> important to me, but but mm-hmm. you know, but one of the funny things I think about the barbed wire and like the tribal shit is like people are getting it to like, oh, I'm tough, but they don't get it on the inside of their bicep hurts because that shit hurts. hurts. Oh my god! <laughs> or just just to, just to, just to say how tough I am, I have a tattoo that's solely on the underside of my arm. The entire thing. Spelled Dockveed. No, well, it kind of does, but it's, it's Cherokee. It says Asunidohi, which means fisherman. But there the whole thing is in that under part of my arm. So I, was, I went in there and the guy like did it hurt? hurt? Yeah, it hurt. The dude went in there. The guy's like tattoos on his face, like huge nose ring. You know, and he's like, hey man. he goes, all right, where are we gonna put this thing? I was like, oh, I'm gonna put it right here. And I showed him. He kind of looked at me and he looked at me. And he goes, uh, this is gonna hurt. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. And he was not lying. It hurt. I did my best man up, just try to look away, like stare at the ceiling, pick a spot out, and just stare at it. Like it was not comfortable. It wasn't like the worst thing in the world. You can is live it, through it. Is but. it shorter if I get it in Creek? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do. They don't have an alphabet. How about a quick? How about a quick spot ad? If you need a tattoo, go to Asheville and see Danny Reed. Oh yeah, Crooked Creek Holler. There you go. Danny will send you the invoice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he was one of our guys that gave us some stuff for Taylor's Ball, too. Cool uh, Crooked Creek Holler. Check it out. Um, but, yeah, we went from Taylor's Ball to Tattoos. Bam. Boom. So we didn't finish up Taylor's Ball. We had and two now great. We're back. Uh, yeah. we're back. Awesome crowd. Giveaways, awesome crowd. Music, Sunflowers, and Sin. Everyone loved them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, music duo, acoustic duo, two fine ladies that played some good stuff. Um, gave away a bunch of crap. I mean, oh, we yeah, almost had too many raffles, I thought. Yeah, um, but we raised some money. Everybody's yeah. buying raffle tickets. I mean, we sold a lot of raffle tickets. Yeah. You know, everybody wanted to win that guitar. And there was this older guy that <coughs> you would think like he was supposed to meet his 
grandson there to exchange totally. money or something. They didn't the jam. <laughs> like, there's no reason he's here. Not for us. First one there. First one there. Okay. Sat down at the table. Never moved. Drank he and his beer. wife. Him and his wife. We got people scrambling to win that guitar. That guy hadn't won anything. Wins a goddamn guitar. The last thing we he, first one to get there. The last thing we did to officially call it Taylor's Ball is give out that raffle ticket. He was happy as shit. Too. He just walked up and went, oh, I'm really glad I stayed. <laughs> okay. Then he asked you, "How do I, do I take it home?" Yeah, I was like, "Can I can I take it?" And I was like, "Hell, do whatever you want with it." Serious? <laughs> yeah, if you want to no. go up here and like smash no. it against the yeah, speaker, yeah. it's yeah. all yours, man. No, it was cool to see him win. Got to pass final inspection. <laughs> I would love to do that. Win some raffle that everybody wants. Go up, oh, yeah. be like, "Thanks, everybody," and then just, just fucking break, break it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Flip everybody off. Chug like my beer. Best five dollars I ever spent. <laughs> it's my five dollars. Well, I, I I even won something. Well, I didn't. The girl bought some raffle tickets, and she won uh, that Bob White print that was in there. It's I told Bobby White Legs she got it. Yeah, I, I, I tagged him on the old Facebook. I That's haven't reached name, that person. Bobby White Legs. <laughs> it is. Bobby man. Legs. That man. Like, his, his manager said, you know, maybe we just need to shorten it down to Bob White. <laughs> I, I ended up uh, at the uh, weigh-in, ended up winning a fly box with some custom-tied flies. You from, son of a bitch. Uh, they're I never win shit at those things. Well, see, here's the deal with those prizes. I would actually, as far as prizes go for that tournament, prizes. I was, I was happier to win second place. Me and Tucker both got a pair of glasses. We got some ter- like a Yeti tumbler things, like, and we got some cash for like three hundred bucks or whatever, two hundred bucks. Like, but to have Doug be number one and then over my head for the rest of the year. <laughs> That was not worth it. I would have took the shittier prize and been like, "I still beat Doug." <laughs> See, I know I'm a, I know I'm not what everyone else is for this. I'm a minority voice, but when it comes to raffles, I'm not that big into them. I'm not uh, either. I'm, 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 I'm not in them. I'm not either. I mean, I'm not, if I give, if I'm given a raffle ticket because I had to buy a package and it came with, that's fine. Now, the only other raffle that I'd be interested in is when you can do silent bid. I can say, if I want this, yeah. if I want this thing, mm-hmm. I can get it. I can get it. it, yeah. And you can see where it's happening. I can happening. see where it's at. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the only other thing. Everything else is just like, fuck, where's this ticket again? What, what the fuck? My favorite is, too, when the people's got all the numbers all oh, the tickets and out, and you're reading out yeah. the numbers, and then they just look at it, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you're like, two, seven, three, and then they're like, looking, and then they, it's like it's like a... Like a Pokemon, it just showed up. Like, oh, it's me! Oh my god, I won! I love how you'll you'll read five or six tickets off. Is about how long it takes for them to finally go. Just read the last three numbers. You know they're yeah. so antsy. Yeah. Well, because you're pulling them off that roll, they all have the. Well, then, yeah. then you got the people. Then you got, then you, got, you got the people that are like, "Oh, I was one off." <laughs> 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 That's my favorite. Just read the last number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, growing up in in school, we always had a Halloween carnival to to as a fundraiser for the school, and Come. Mama was always in charge of it every damn year from second grade to senior year. I want a fucking flashlight. I think, Every your mom, I think your mom just rigged that. No, she didn't no. Ass Every, it only worked once <laughs> for like an hour, and then it broke. I would win stuff like you'd win at your local bowling alley, like a spider ring. <laughs> yeah. did, did the flashlight have the white plastic button on it? Like yeah. literally, yeah. was oh, a dollar at the yeah. dollar yep. store? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. I paid sixty dollars to sleep at a campground in the Keys, and I want a flashlight. It was laying there on the ground where I was fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and if you lost a flashlight at the uh, campground in the Keys, I don't, don't have call it. Call me. <laughs> I'll give it back to you with that engine I stole. Exactly. <laughs> Did you ever hear anything more from that guy? 
No, I, I, like literally, the last thing I said to him was like, "You realize I live in Charleston, South Carolina, right?" Because he lives in Miami, <laughs> and I, he never sent me another message ever. He did friend me on Instagram, though. I do. The guy you stole the motor from. Now wait yeah. a second. I thought he gave you a call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. He did. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was. He was on. Did he ever find his way here? He said he was on his My way favorite. here. Now listen here, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen here, asshole. <laughs> So, if you guys just change the subject a little bit, then we'll take a little break. Uh, have you all ever heard of uh, Blair Wiggins? The yeah. Mogan Man. See, I don't know. See, so I got set up to fish I grew up him. watching Blair. I mean, not grew I was a teenager or whatever when he was show was on, or maybe like even older than that. But, yeah, the Mogan Man, dude. Blair, I've met so him So, we're saying this to say that me and Paul got matching Blair Wiggins tattoos. <laughs> exactly. B-dub. We just call him B-dub. Well, you're in like that. You know, you're well, so I fished with him during that tournament, and uh, I had never heard anything about him. Since then, everyone asked me, did he say this? Did he say that? I'm like, I don't know, man. We just went fishing. Big old black drum. <laughs> Do you know anything black about him, Will? Black drum, baby. <laughs> <laughs> See? We just watch this stuff in the shop all the time. Dude. So he did catch, and we were doing fly and spin, and we were fishing the uh, down out of the jetties. He's fishing, man. He he can throw the shit out of a spinner rod. Oh yeah. I mean, it's see that quarter. He's actually a really good fly fisherman too. No, by he the way. he threw it. He threw a good. I'll tell about that in oh, a second. But um, my bad. No, no, no. Because <laughs> he's not much of a grass fisherman. He yeah. can cast, but his patience in the grass. Like you know, when you're kind of done with your cast in the grass, you'll bring it in a few more. Well, times. Well, I think that spin guys in general, they're used to like getting it out there and quick, 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 yeah. and then get it back out there. Well, so he would, he would like, when you cast to a fish and you're ready to recast, you'll bring it in three or four times. Re- he just whoosh, starts ripping it and it gets caught in the grass. Or I'm like, yeah. anyway, so he God kept, damn it, Blair. <laughs> so he, he gets his fish, he gets his fish on the jetty and it's, it was 40 inches. It was a big red fish and the one he wanted all day. He's like, hell yeah, man. Pulls it out, two finger in the gill. And then just lays it across his forearm for his picture. He looked, just like, he looked just like Brad Pitt in the River Runs Through It picture, you know, when he's yeah. like, yeah. man, it was so funny, though. I got the pick. We'll have to put it and on the At that moment, I knew he was perfect. He was, <laughs> he was an artist. But anyway, it was fun fishing with him. I didn't know anything about him, but this, this boat. Who drove the boat? Uh, Tucker Blythe. Uh, okay. So from about 100 yards away, this big boat. Uh, God, I wish I didn't remember the name that was written on it. It was one of those just cheesy names. This but group of four or five guys go, Blair! And they weren't in the tournament. They were just passing by. They go, Blair! He turns around and goes, man, we love your show, man! He's like, hell yeah, man. Thanks, guys. I'm like, how the fuck do they recognize you from that far away? He goes, man, it's just the way I look. Yeah, he's got yeah. the visor Dye with the hair. shock blonde hair, like yeah. the almost white puffy hair coming out the and top the of it. And the aqua camo. Everything's yeah. aqua camo. They can probably hear him from over there going, Mogan! <laughs> But it was a lot of fun fishing with him. I had fun with him. Feral tabby cat hair. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. You know, honestly, what it looks like. You know, those visors that Feral have the fake hair. Yeah, that's, what it that's exactly like. what yeah. it looks like. They yeah. based that off him. <laughs> I cannot like, stand. He's those like an things. outdoor version of Guy Fieri, kind of. <laughs> he's a good dude, though. I enjoyed that's it. Actually, a very good point. <laughs> no, yeah, he's. I met him once or twice. Like shook his hand. I didn't get to fish with him because I'm not Paul Puckett. But you know, hey. Well, hey, Richard Queso. I bet Richard Queso knows him. Let's, let's well, ask him and Queso are tight, I'm pretty sure. Let's ask Queso that later. Yeah, we'll ask him about it. Next up on Dorado Dogfish and Diners. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's hear from Scoot. We'll be back in a second to talk about Matthew. Matthew.
this segment of Barely Live brought to you by Richard Queso's Watermelon Flavored Back Cream. If you have any pain in your back from expired medications to just the random working in the yard aches and pains, go on down to your local store and get some of Richard Queso's Watermelon Flavored Back Cream. A simple coin size dabbing on the finger and apply directly to the muscles will relieve your pain in 40 to 50 minutes. Richard, where can you find it? You can find it at all CVS's and behind the Sunoco down in Oak Hill, Florida by the Big Cat. Can you find it at Queso Corp? Scoop. Oh, and of course, as all Richard Queso products, you can find it at QuesoCorp.com. Look under back pain. Ah, that sounds great, Scoop. Thanks. I don't remember you coming on the air. Whatever. All right. Sorry. So, Richard Queso, watermelon flavored back cream. Come and get it now. Rub some melon on your back. We got it, Scoop. Me and Blab Wiggins really tight. We, we got it, Scoop. Thanks. All right, you got it? <laughs> Come up with this. These are speed burners. Just three of the racers from the speed burner collection, each sold separately. And they don't need batteries. That spring tension motor makes them move out. Each sold separately from the Speed Burner collection by Migo. I like to dedicate this song to Chris Christopherson and Johnny Cash and Billy Swan and Funky Donnie Fritz and Pissing in the wind, betting on the losing friends, making the Johnson. same mistakes we right. swear we'll never make again. Well, boys, anyone doing a little pissing in the wind last week? I did a little bit. Huh, boy. Old man. The drunkest uh, I ever got with a family member was one of the Penny's uncles uh, listening to Jerry <laughs> Jeff Walker. Didn't he keep reminding you he went to North Texas, too, or uh, something? Yeah, and he has a vest of his that Jerry <laughs> Jeff threw in the top of a coconut tree when that's he got a, in a fight with his wife. That's a whole other talk is a vest talk. We could go on for days with um, vests. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I got all these text messages from you fools uh, about all your drinking escapades during <laughs> Hurricane Matthew. <laughs> I was a, living in a hospital, yeah. literally. I, so. was, I was living with two 70-plus-year-old people, <laughs> but known as my parents. So it's kind of like a hospital. <laughs> Fox News was really loud. There's a lot of naps. I had my girlfriend's parents with me. <laughs> nice. They didn't feel like leaving their home out on Kiowa. Wow. Like, you kind of need to. So, yeah. You know, yeah. That's you a whole other deal. Well, they, they, they're from Minnesota. They've never been through a hurricane uh, before. And so, you know, we still had, you know, we were watching the weather, you know, and then like, all right, let's watch it every 30 minutes or something. Yeah. Just watching it constantly. That's what we did. Just, you know, no point in it. But 
So after the, the satellite picture started getting fuzzy, I was like, all right, let's pop in a movie. Let's enjoy the power while we have it. No, let's play board games. What night was this? Is this like Friday? This was Friday night. So y'all stuck through it yeah. at Kiowa? No, we were at my place on, oh, okay. on John's Island. Okay, gotcha. But uh, but they're like, no, let's play card games and board games. I'm like, no, 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 those come after the power goes out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, let's not like, rush this. Let's thing. let's enjoy power while we have it. Let's enjoy the resources we have. And uh, they were like, no, no, let's play. I'm like, all right, fine. Nine thirty the next morning, power goes out, and they're like, oh, well, we're tired of playing games now. I'm just like, oh my, I God. suck at Scrabble. <laughs> I can't spell too good. (laughs) (laughs) So at the hospital, we lost power, of course, a few times. But, you know, big generators and whatnot. It wasn't a big deal. But um, the TVs stop working when the power goes out. So none of the patients have any TV, which kind of sucks. But we we got power back pretty fast in the hospital. We're you know priority. Just don't work. Yeah. Okay. Which is really not the selling point of a hospital. Yeah, but people are. You'd be surprised (laughs) if you don't have if you don't have HBO at the hospital. They think it's crazy. Um, They have HBO. No, we don't. But people complain about it constantly. So. Anyway, so the my pa- last wish was to watch <laughs> Sopranos. So the uh, so the TVs, the TV, the power comes back on. TV comes back on, but the cable's out because you know cable gets cut down just like power does, and it takes them a lot longer to get the cable back. So we have one channel. I don't even know what channel it is. It's like eighty four on our TV, but it's not even like a real TV channel. It loses. I don't know if it's like closed circuit that the hospital runs or what, but it played one movie on loop over and over again. Let me guess, Let me guess the movie. How Stella got her group back? No, that movie. I don't even know the name of it. Where the climate changes and the big storm, ice storm comes through. It's David Dennis Quaid and oh yeah, is it the, the day after the day after tomorrow. tomorrow? That's it. So that movie is on loop. No commercials. No nothing. Just no 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 like hey you're watching channel such nothing. No commercials. No channel ID. It really just loops through. It did that for two days. People, I, people were just leaving it on so they'd have noise. But they, I bet I heard the credit reel for that thing at least tw- at least fifty times. Let's make a quick side turn. I have not seen that movie. I've seen parts of it, but I think the most interesting thing about that movie is that it's supposed to be about global warming and how bad we're doing everything and how much we're going to fuck up Earth if we keep doing what we're doing. All the bad global warming effects only affected the United States of America. <laughs> They went to Mexico and everything's fucking like uh, spring. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, except, America, all 50 states are falling apart. Except for all the white people crossing yeah. the border. Yeah, Mexico's gravy. <laughs> Nowhere else in the world. was <laughs> Only in the United States. I don't think I saw that movie. Doesn't sound too familiar. Yeah, but hey, it, you didn't miss right. a lot. Um, but yeah, the hurricane, we, uh, we decided to. I know Will came up to us Tuesday afternoon and said they're probably going to evacuate tonight. So I was like, all right, well, we started seeing on the news. Everyone started kind of evacuating. The gas freakout happened. I was like, Sarah, I'm just going to go up there later tonight. There's a huge line already, literally down uh, Ashley River Road, get into that Circle K. Went down to this gas station, same exact thing. I'm like, this can. there's no way that all the gas is going to be gone tonight at 11 o'clock. So I came back at like 10, went straight in there, no problem, got gas. And then the next day was the same thing. I went to all the gas stations. Not that I needed more, but every gas station was yellow bagged on every pump, dude. On That was Wednesday morning. And we decided, all right, we're going to sit this thing out, maybe go to Winston-Salem. We're going to sit it out till Thursday night, then that switched to Friday morning because the storm kept getting delayed because it was so slow. You know, the thing was moving so slow. We stuck it out last minute, just decided it wasn't a big deal because we kind of judged the rainfall from that storm a year ago and knew that we not didn't know, but we just were – 
pretty sure we wouldn't get flooded. So, and if we did get flooded, we'd be there to kind of maintain everything. But so we stuck it out and everything was okay. And then I met you Sunday morning at home team. And don't remember much about that eight hours. No. The place uh, was rocking, man. Yeah, and I'd been pinned up in the hospital. Literally, like, I hadn't left a building in three days. Um, like, I had a cot and everything at the hospital, so I slept and I worked and I slept and I worked. And I didn't leave the hospital for three days. And then I got out, and the only thing I could think of doing was getting hammered because I needed it. And we did. We, we successfully we successfully reached our goal there. Um, Speaking of rocking, I went to my parents' house their farm and we took another family with us with a kid that's our kid's age and um we had a good time we were able to uh ride it out as much as can we left wednesday and i kept updating it every three hours i just thought we were just gonna get bad rain and for some damn reason we never had a problem with our roof at all but i think our roof's about to fall off at any moment i don't know why i'm crazy (laughs) but we finally decided, you know, storms pass, get pictures of the house. Everything's okay. A lot of trees down and stuff like that. Beaufort was a mess. Like I told y'all, there's like five 40-plus 40, 40 foot boats on the uh, Beaufort Airport runway that got washed up. Total neighborhoods are gone. Like Fripp Island's closed. Hunting Island, they've closed it for the remainder of the year. Oh, wow. They don't even know when they're going to open that. And... Um, I went to my dad and I told him, I was like, I think we're going to leave soon, but uh, I really appreciate you letting us stay here and especially my friends and all this. And he's like, oh, don't you worry about it. But there's one thing you can do for me. I like, what's that, dad? And he goes, well, I got these two beavers that are just messing up my pond. <laughs> so I had to go out there with a rifle and sat out there in the woods for about an hour with another friend of mine. And we shot two beavers. <laughs> wow. So that, that was, there's it. There it is. A little hunting, a little beaver hunting, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, me and me and John Hill were hunting before the storm. Like speaking literally. of Johnny, the best beaver hunt I've ever had, the luckiest I've ever been. There you go. Here he comes. Uh, UPS if man he Johnny. comes to the door, we have to come, have him come in the microphone. Will he Our do UPS, it? I you, got no time. It's a business route. Oh, he's just turning around. No, oh, he's stopping. He's stopping. Oh, he get him in the door. Get him in here, Will. No, record audio. Record that whole thing with your phone. Uh-huh. Audio memo. Anyway, so we I think we've talked about Johnny on the air a few Yeah, times. yeah, yeah, the UPS driver guy. So three days ago, we had all these shipments. I had to leave to go pick up lunch for 10 minutes. When do you think he came? When you were at lunch. The 10, 10 minutes, minutes I wasn't here. Yeah. So then later, sense. Lawson showed up. He had to come in late. He shows up at 3, leaves for five minutes to go get a drink. When do you think Johnny came back? He's, he's watching from the bushes. He knows. And now what time is he coming? 421. Mm-hmm. So he comes every day when we're not here at lunch. And then he'll show up at 421. It's a business route. Business route. So we got t- time. Yeah, we, we called him one time because we had to have this shipment. And uh, he goes, this ain't this ain't no game. This ain't no game. You can't be doing this just, just chasing me down. This ain't no game. And then, uh, and they, I don't know. Anyway, Johnny's crazy as hell. I don't think he'll ever listen to this. So uh, I don't plan on him. Sure. Uh, I don't plan on him, him hearing us talking shit about him. Well, God, what's he? Do? He's probably in there stepping uh, on boxes. What the hell? Anyway, but uh, so anyway, oh hurricane. So Charleston, Buford, tell us the Buford report. Will he was? Well, just Buford got nailed. Uh, a lot of homes, a lot of docks, a lot of homes flooded. A lot of houses really screwed up. A lot of. I know it's not the saddest thing in the world, but a lot of docks are gone. Yeah. And so when you have that, and marinas, and so when you have that, um, it's not really safe to go in the water right now because, I mean, there is concrete dock uh, marinas that are just, everything's gone. You just don't know what's in the water at all. 
Yeah. And uh, bridges and roads were destroyed. There's people that still cannot get in where they lived, even to see what, what, they, have. what they have left. So it's 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 pretty shitty. But uh, but we're back. We're safe. Um, got everything working here. Give a little shout out to Verizon since our internet's still out. They yeah. extended our data, free data, till seventeen. Yeah. So that actually uh, helped me out because I, I was able to watch the baseball playoff through the data to my computer. Uh, well, I don't know if that helped you out or not. We were able well, to ship people's packages out through data on our phones. Yeah, that's true, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how about Kiowa house? Turned out okay? Yeah, their their house is fine. They had power out for, for a while. Um, the roads out there to, to get out to Kiowa were really bad there were a ton of big trees down across the road actually the shout out to uh folks on john's island they were out there before it was even safe to be out there with chainsaws and trucks and tractors and clearing the roads themselves they didn't they did not wait on uh city officials to start doing it they did it themselves same thing with beaufort man they just cleaned that place up so fast you couldn't you couldn't believe when you got in how cleaned up it was yeah i mean there was a guy out there in this old tractor with a chain drag dragging the road to get all the debris off so you could see which lane you were in well i mean just even you know the guys out there with rakes raking off the road i mean just crazy they literally in beaufort they and i don't know if they did the same in charles to maybe they did but um they're like whatever yard debris or damage you have they just put it in a big pile on the side of the road in front of your house and fema's gonna pick it up and i mean every house i mean it's just like five feet at least and by, by 10 feet you know of just limbs and we we didn't even have like i told you outside we, we didn't even have like any big limbs come down at my house but i got a lot of live oaks like big old trees like my front yard i got a live oak a red oak a, a walnut and then a big magnolia tree all in my front yard and of course, they just dumped a lot of little limbs and leaves and just crap coming out of these trees. Just in front of my house, I've got like nine yard bags, and then me and the neighbor kind of made a communal pile of limbs that's probably four feet tall and twenty feet long, like just a row beside the road. And then I've got nine bags. He's got like eight or nine bags of yard bag. I mean, so just between two houses that didn't even take any real damage, we've got a half a dump truck load worth of debris. I mean, it's going to take, like, if you just drive around Charleston, everywhere you go, there's just walls of debris on both sides of the road. Like, it's going to take them weeks to get by to get just to pick up all that crap, man. Well, flooding was bad in Beaufort. And I know St. Augustine got it pretty bad. Like, Vaughn and them had to yeah. go ahead and strip down the Black Fly Cafe. And I think they're open now, but I think they had like two or three The restaurant got hammered, yeah. yeah. So I was talking with uh, one of the guys that I worked with, lives in Jacksonville, said his, he, plenty of those guys made it fine. Some guys did not. Um, he said one of his buddies had a, a house that was on on the beach, not directly on the beach, but maybe 75 yards in, had about 30 yards of dunes. He said that the waves were lapping on his third-story balcony. Wow. 20-foot storm surge, something something around there. Well, uh, my buddy that actually went with us to my parents' house, his parents left, and um, their next-door neighbor had a boat on a boat lift. It got taken off the boat lift and put in their front yard. Yeah, so Jeez. so there were. If you were, you know, right on the coast, you got it. They got it pretty hard. Uh, Edisto Beach got nailed. They have like a made road. It's like three and a half feet of 
of sand. Deep sand. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing, like, and you mentioned your Tucker, your uh, your girlfriend's parents, you know, being from Minnesota, never lived. There. That's one of the biggest problems is we've been so lucky here. We haven't had a real hurricane in twenty years, like, well, so twenty five years or something. It's been twelve years since a hurricane made landfall on the east coast. Yeah. So I mean, the problem is, and, and and for those of you who don't know, Charleston's had a uh, an explosion of population growth in the last ten to fifteen years. And so I would say a good solid 50 to 60 or plus percent of the population has never seen a hurricane, never even got close to a hurricane. And so, like, there was literally, like, a lot of people I know were calling me, like, what do you think? I was like, get the hell out of here. I was like, I have to be here. I don't get a choice, but leave. Go anywhere. Like, you don't know. I was like... Even if it misses us, then so what? You took a vacation. Like, they just, yeah. they, they, and I had a lot of them come after that stayed, and they're like, holy crap, I've never seen anything like that. Well, no crap. You think they're just joking on the Weather Channel? And that was just a cat, too. That was a two. Yeah, that was a two. That was a two. That was a two. Anything bigger than a two, I'm the fuck out. I'll, Me too. You know, I'll, be, I'll be up in the mountains. That's kind of what I made my judgment call by. They were kind of, they not that you know for sure, but they kept tracking it to be a two by the time I got here. If it would have been coming straight off the ocean, I would have been gone. gone. But the fact that it hugs so many things and it could have gone anywhere, I thought it was going to go inland right in Georgia, but it finally did that swing. But uh, anyway, it was quite a... Uh, How about it going up into North Carolina when it was supposed to hook back out to the Atlantic, and that devastated North Carolina. Yeah, man. Lumberton's still underwater. Hospital's gone there. I mean, it's not gone, but it caught on fire. And they didn't really do a big evacuation until no, Friday. Uh, the uh, the governor's furious because more people didn't listen. I'm like, dude, you, the only warning from the Weather Channel was for that, like, Brunswick County, Wilmington yeah. period. They're, everybody else was supposed to be fine. Duck, Kill Devil Hill, the entire Outer Banks was supposed to be fine. They got freaking killed. Yeah. Well, you know, getting back into Buford, it hit Saturday morning, like 3 in the morning. Yeah. Um, we weren't even allowed in till Tuesday afternoon. And uh, when they first let it in, I was like, screw this. You ever seen that movie? There's there's two of them, 28 days later and 28 yeah, weeks later. Uh-huh. But they're coming back in after the zombie invasion. You had to go to a high school, had to sit online in the interstate. Then they'd take you to a high school, and you'd have to check in and verify your name and your address, and they would see if your power was on. Then they'd let you in. But if your power was not on, you had to turn right back around. What? Oh. Well, dude, I, I'll tell you one thing. We're going to talk about positives of the storm. Um, I didn't. I was like I said, trapped in the hospital, so I didn't get to drive around a lot. But we evacuated thanks to Miss Haley uh, around Tuesday. So there were a lot of people gone by Thursday, yeah. and I was off, you know, till Thursday. And then uh, ghost town people didn't even come back until Tuesday or Wednesday. A lot of people. So like, yeah, but so like Sunday when we were out, you know, hanging out, and and like Thursday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Holy crap, I could go anywhere I wanted, and there was no traffic. Five minutes. No I traffic. I heard no people talk traffic. about me. It was like Charleston 15 years I ago. I know. You could actually go where you wanted to go with nobody in your way. It was amazing. It's kind of like the comedian Bill Burr. <laughs> I watched one of his stand-ups the other night, and he said, uh, man, wouldn't it be great if we just slowed down population growth and we just shrunk the population? He goes, you know, shrink it down to like nothing crazy, but just like 50,000 people. He goes... <laughs> Everybody can go to the fucking Super Bowl. And he goes, hell, 22 of us are playing in it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That is true. Well, we got a little special guest. Right, let me bring him in. Yeah. Um, as we all know, what's going on these days with our, our country? <laughs> we got a new presidential election coming up soon so can't uh, stop can we just stop it just give it to somebody and make and it this stop. show is never political no. we're not being political or 
We'll never be religious or political. We'll just be no. politically religious, but that'll never happen either. We're just all Southern Baptists. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway. Tucker's Presbyterian. So, I was going to say I'm Presbyterian. Same as I. You know, we're, we're a dying breed that yeah. if you find a Presbyterian, you're supposed to tag them and release them into the wild <laughs> like you'd ever find a Presbyterian in the wild. I wonder if, let's see if Donald Trump is. Let's inter- introduce Donald doing? Trump. Here we go. All right. Good Here's morning. That, Thank you very much. Hear that applause. Oh, yeah. Thank you very <laughs> a lot of people came out to see him. Yeah. What's up, Donald? Thanks for coming, buddy. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so how you doing today, man? Thank you very much. Okay. okay. I got it. I got it. Uh, so we got a couple questions, and if you don't mind just hanging out with us just kind of loosely and yes. just, want, just wanted to get you on the show and, you know, talk about the yes. Taylor's Ball a little bit if we can. I fully understand. Okay. Well, good. It's not a whole lot to really understand. Just, uh, have, have Michael, have you ever met Donald? No, I haven't. Nice, nice to meet you, Mr. Trump. Yeah, good. Yes. Um, Tucker? Uh, Mr. Trump, it's a, it's a pleasure to be sitting here with you, sir. Yes. Um, so, hey, we just wanted to talk to you about the, sh- the Taylor's Ball a couple weeks ago, and it was a while back. You're, you probably worked your ass off campaigning, and... I know you met a lot of people and some good friends of ours at the Taylor's Ball. I fully understand. Yep, yeah, and uh, and so you met some friends of ours at the Taylor's Ball, and uh, just glad you were there. Uh, you want to have a little oh, something wait, to talk about? I have so many friends. Uh, I thought it was terrific. Um, it was clean. It was nice, and the bed was good. Okay. This cool. has been the most ex- the amazing experience. Oh, well, the good. The most amazing oh. experience of my life. Well, good, bud. Um, and I'm, just, I'm just glad that uh, you made it. Thank you so much for coming over here and joining us. So, uh, but go ahead, Paul. Just yeah, no. I mean, well, I don't know if you had met it. I'm sorry I didn't introduce yes. you guys earlier. Um, but what was the first thing you thought of when you got to the Taylor's Ball? They don't know what they're doing. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about that, uh, but I think we had a good time, Mike. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it was pretty well organized. I feel like we knew what we were doing. Tucker, I know you weren't there, but it wasn't that hard. We had a good time. We raised a lot of money. We had fun. Um, but we didn't. See, well, I was confused. We didn't see a lot of photos of you at the event. They have a picture of me from behind. I was extremely careful with my hair. Okay, yeah, you got a great do. I mean, how, how much hairspray do you need on that thing? I mean, that, I like your hair. Oh, my God. That, that thing is like a damn animal in itself. Yes. Mm. It's a quick yes. He's a quick man. Um, hey, so... Anyway, you got to meet me, you know, and I know that that was your the highlight of your night, I'm sure, and Will. But oh, of course, I know that you were talking, kind of, you had some comments about me in particular, Donald. And what what was it that you kind of thought of me? I honestly don't know if he can run. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well I can. I don't know. Well, he me. always looks like he's running for as much as he's sweating. But. Yes. <laughs> I guess that's really all you had to say about me. Um, so, I saw you talking to Richard Queso, and you met Queso. What? What? How did that all go? What happened? Yes, nasty guy who can't get along with anybody. We used to be friends. I guess we're not friends anymore. I don't think we are. Oh, Queso's a tough character. He is a toughie, man. Queso. I'd love to hear what... Can we ask Queso later what uh, he thought of old Donald here? Yeah, he's still yes. outside, but yeah, I'm sure we can we can get that going. He, he didn't want to come inside with him in the room, so... Um, Where's Nick Willard? Nick! 
Oh, we don't know it. I don't know it, Nick. You, you must have us confused with somebody else. No. Yeah. All right, you got any stories? I stro- fully understand. Any stories? Let's see here. Uh, I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. Hold, wait, hold on a second. Let me get a few more questions in. Uh, let us ask you about, you know, we had a bunch of people there, a lot of friends, uh, people in from out of town, a lot of people that live here. And I just want to ask you, I'm just going to throw a name out at you, and let's just kind of see what your thoughts were. Yes. <laughs> So quick. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to throw out. I'm, I don't care. I'm going to throw out Mike Benson. Lisa. I think he's disgraced himself, to be honest with you. Hey. Whoa. I have yes. yet to defile myself <laughs> in the last 24 hours. That's not what his underwear says. Oh. <laughs> yes. I'm going to throw out a Doug Rowland. We used to be friends. I guess we're not friends anymore. I don't think we are. Oh, okay. Oh, Doug has that effect on people. Country. We don't know. Um, bad Fish TV. I don't give a damn. Okay. Well, <laughs> negative. We got the negative thing going today. Sad. Uh, what about the fly fishing after? And I hold on a second. I did mention. I forgot yes. to mention earlier that the fly fishing after dark guys. We're at Taylor's Ball too, but and they had a uh, happening. And we're talking about on a short term basis. Donald. Just yes, Donald. <laughs> so they were. They did their show. They sat in at uh, Fly Fishing After Dark. Sat in at the Taylor. Yeah, Larry Hall. brought his mullet, and I think it's like you can go listen to it. It's like episode four or something. It'll probably say something yeah. Taylor's Ball, but it was cool. Those it's guys, said Charleston, I think. Yeah. yeah, I know that Donald met those guys, and I'm just curious about what you think about the uh, Fly Fishing After Dark guys. They're rapists. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we're not confirmed on that, Donald. You can't just wait, throw things out till we get the facts. Wait, what are they? You, you think they're what? They're rapists. Of course, huh. I'm joking. I mean, you know that. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't. I'm not tell sure. <laughs> um, what did you? I told you it was all right. So, Donald, I know you're big. We'll get to it here in a second. I know you're a big fan of fishing in general. Yes. Fly. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Snoop Dogg. <laughs> We're not talking about Snoop Dogg, Donald. Uh, Boy, so, is she smart? So, next question. <laughs> so. You're a big fan of just boats in general. I know you got a big old yacht. What do you think about the new Drake Boat Works? You know, I just want to see something different for our country, and I feel very strongly about it, and I guess a lot of people agree with me. Okay. I guess that answers the question. Nobody yeah. can do that. So, Donald, are you a big fan of fly fishing? Just yes. or fish? Oh. Yes. Okay. Uh, do you... Where's Nick Willard? Are you, are you a dry fly guy or like a nymph guy? No. Okay. Um, very tough, but I will tell you, I've loved doing it. I've met the most unbelievable people. I call Melania all the time. I say it's incredible. Five, uh, just five I fish. thought it was terrific. Um, it was clean. It was nice, and the bed was good. What about redfish? Are you redfish guy, bonefish guy, tarpon guy? I don't want to tell you. You know why? Because we want to be unpredictable. You, we need unpredictability. Okay, you guys got any questions? Um, Kind of, it's kind of wearing me out a little bit. We all need to laugh. <laughs> yep, that, that's very true. All right, Don. Well, hey, uh, good luck Have to get going. Okay. Thank you. Thanks fellas. for everything. Appreciate it. Thank you, fellas. It's been very tough, but I will tell you, I've loved doing it. I... All right, buddy. Thanks, man. Appreciate. Say it's incredible. Okay. All right, well, we're going to go to a break. Has Thanks to get to, going. Yeah. Yeah, we did too. Thanks, buddy. 
Thank you, fellas. All right, y'all, we're going to be back with a little granddad talk, the colonel. I fully understand. And Don's just going to keep talking. I'm sorry. No, you're not. This segment of Bailey Live brought to you by <coughs> Richard Queso's Homemade Sausage Biscuits. Made for the boat or on the road. Either way, good old Richard Queso. One thing you look at that man and you can see right away is he knows a sausage biscuit when he sees one. Richard Queso has gone all over the lower southern United States to find the best summer sausage for your breakfast pleasures. If you want to get a full dozen of Richard Queso's homemade summer sausage biscuits, go now to Queso Corp or your fine retail dealers. I love sausage biscuits. Bullshit. My friend Snoop Dogg. you're about to see is the world's most revolutionary telephone switching invention. We call it Super Switcher. It has almost no moving parts, yet handles four times more calls than its predecessor. It required an investment of $400 million, but should ultimately save a billion dollars a year. And soon, every major American area will have one. Looks dull, eh? Well, imagine that each of these cars is a long-distance call. This new invention can handle over half a million an hour. That's five days traffic on a busy Los Angeles freeway. Super Switcher. It should go a long distance to prevent traffic jams on your long distance calls. The bell People using technology to help keep down costs and improve service. Keeping your phone system the best in the world. We back. 
Oh, Will, Will over there is probably one of the biggest Jimmy Buffett fans I know. In oh. every open mic, what's that song you sing every time? <laughs> what is it? Or not? It's not that the dude it's, it's, at the open mic always get I'm drunk the, and not, screw. No, because no. I'm the only person that knows it. It's um, God. God damn it! I cannot remember the same, name of the song. Drunk it's Will like knows. a bear, isn't it? Something with a yeah, bear. Yeah, it's a, it's a, based off a poem. Wow, God damn it! No. It's talking to talking to a bear or something. Well, that that uh, song there, for those that don't know, because I didn't know until two seconds ago, is called "Trying to Reason with God's, Hurricane Season." God's yeah. on drunk. That's it. Whoa, whoa! Sorry. So Paul's still playing that music, man. <laughs> well, I had to get back on our little soundtrack here. We can play a little "God's on Drunk Unders." Oh my God, that that song is so weird. It's a great song. And the funny thing is that DJ at the uh, that open mic, he will not let you leave that place. I am performing that song for two people, me and him. That's no way. No, I'm just saying. You've I, been there just you and him? No, I am. No, no I'm he's performing. He's saying that guy wants it as much he as will, he, yeah, I come in and he's like, you're going to sing this song. I instantly right. visualize you walking in the right, wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> and he's there with no one. No one's like there. A, will walks in there. He's like, hey, hey boy. Right? Just, hands, yeah, just hands you the mic. Hey, boy, I want you to sing that song. <laughs> you got it, Randy. <laughs> a one, a two. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on a hum, the baseline, and and you come in at the second chorus. <laughs> and I just visualize you singing that to him, oh, man. directly like to him, staring in his eyes. A lot of eye contact <laughs> and belly rubbing. I just got. A, I just got a text from a buddy of mine from the Jackson Hole days. I haven't seen this guy in eleven years. So I have him on my phone. We probably text over eleven years. Maybe texted seventeen times, and I mean that's. Me once, him once, and it ends up being seven times. He goes, hey, man, just landed in Charleston. I go, what, the fish show? He goes, yeah, man, last second ticket, just had to fly down. So I'm probably not going to even see him because tomorrow I'm going to Harry's thing, his little last-minute bachelor party thing. Yeah, I may or may They got not thrown together. That. Sorry, Harry, I love you, buddy. I'm trying. But, but uh, things happen. Anywho, uh, Mike, why don't you bring us into this last little – Segment at the beginning of the last little segment. I think we all got something in common with this whole subject matter. What what are we talking about? Grandpappish. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot what we were doing. Um, yeah, so before the hurricane, before all Matthew and all that's glory, I I had had some time off. I was supposed to go up to New York's uh, state for a wedding, and I got a phone call uh, the the week I was supposed to to go up there, uh, and my grandfather had passed uh, in his sleep. So uh, I had to go up there, and uh, now my grandfather—he's the only grandfather I ever really had. Cause my, my, my he was a, my grandfather, on my dad's side, my mom's side passed away the same year I was born, so I never met him. But um, this particular grandfather is the one that is pretty much responsible for me knowing how to tie flies. Um, my dad helped me a lot as far as you know fly fishing goes, but he wasn't much of a tire. So um, my grandfather, but my grandfather kind of pushed me towards you know fly fishing uh, more and, and 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 taught me to tie. Bought me my first tying kit when I was eight, um, you know, and, and and would help me every time. He, he lived out of state, but every time we were around, he would always take me fishing, or we'd sit down and talk about fly patterns, and he'd show me how to do things, show me how to you know do that kind of stuff. Um, you know, just a lot of good memories. Uh, you know, every time I was around him, it was always it was always like that. You know, uh, he seemed to have a real interest in me. And uh, we always had fishing together, so you know we uh, we spent a lot of time fishing together. 
Um, so we decided today we would we'd just have a little grandpa talk, you know, just a little uh, talk about our granddaddies and, you know, what we remember about them and uh, what they did for us and, you know, maybe some of the things that we do now that uh, we wouldn't be doing if, if it wasn't for our granddaddies. So, um, like I said, for, for me, you know, as simple as it was, you know, everybody's like, oh, you're going to take your boy fishing or, or whatever, you know, he did. And uh, for better or for worse, it shaped pretty much my entire adult life to this point. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm eternally grateful for him, you know, doing that. He didn't have to. Uh, I have a lot of cousins on that side of the family. I got 28 first cousins. I mean, he has a lot of grandchildren. Um, but he seemed to take a special interest in me. And we always kind of we kind of had that. Um, and I ended up with all of his tying stuff. It's still in boxes at the house. I haven't, with the hurricane and everything, I haven't time to go through it. But, uh I'm gonna. I am gonna go through it. Uh, I'm gonna keep some of it. Like you know, when you say a lot of fly tying stuff, like how much is it? Oh, it filled the back of. I got a little SUV, and the cargo area was full almost to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little fly stuff. Is, yeah, there well, stuff. is there stuff that he hadn't touched since the '50s, kind of stuff? I mean, there's some old stuff. Um, one of the coolest things, though, is he's, he was an engineer. Uh, he designed big heavy machinery for uh, auto manufacturing companies. So the machines that made machines. And um, he, uh, so he's real meticulous, like real, real detail oriented. Yeah. And so, like, I was going through his tying desk at his house because the family wanted me to go there and get all this stuff while I was in town. So I go in there and I'm, I'm digging through all this tying desk and I find this stack of papers. I'm like, what is this? And I start flipping through it. It's an inventory of his fly boxes. He has a straight up handwritten ruled like to the T letter like looks like an engineer wrote it out like of how many atoms size twelves he has is it and graphed how many, off like the oh, yeah, way his graph fly paper. box looks. No, it's just it's like he took graphing paper like wow. and he just made a chart and he had says like Adams Grizzly variant you know whatever. Uh, so if he used three and, of those one day, he'd come back and fix that. I number. guess yeah, and he just had like a running well, total of of how many of these patterns he had and you know, what size hooks he had and if he needed supplies. I found all these little kind of things. Um, and I found a bunch of flies. The flies and, and stuff I gave most, I kept one box just for nostalgia reasons, and I gave the rest to, to my dad and his brothers just so they could fish with them or whatever. And um, But I've got so much stuff. And it's a lot of stuff I'm not going to use. So I'm going to keep, like, the things that I will use or anything sentimental, of course, to me. And then uh, just a little shout-out to our, our buddies at Healing Waters, um, those guys there that work with the veterans. I'm, I'm actually going to make a donation with the rest of it. There's a lot of it. Um, I know they work with guys and, and, and tie cool. with them, so I'm going to take the rest of them and donate it in his name and, I think and try Holy, to make sure that Holyfield deal with that? Yeah, stuff? Holyfield deals with that. So I'm going to reach out to him. Holyfield, if you're listening, I haven't got with you yet. I've been busy, but it's going to come. And uh, I just want to make sure that somebody gets to use it because there's so much there, and a lot of it's trout stuff that I'm never going to do. Yeah. So I just want to make sure it doesn't just sit in my room and rot, you know. So, um, but yeah, man. So we figured we'd bring it up, talk a little granddaddy talk. I do have a question. What's your question? Now, your granddad taught you how to tie flies. Did he also mm-hmm. teach you how to get on web forums and tell other people <laughs> what their flies look like? <laughs> no, but, but he. Uh, to be honest, no, he didn't. But my granddad, he was, he was <laughs> all right. So. He wasn't like a lovey-dovey, you know, easy-handed guy. Like he raised seven kids. Like, yeah. he was kind of a, a rugged dude in his Come own here, way. Come here, Mike. But he was the guy that would literally, like, stand over. He always smoked, he smoked GPCs, and he would light one. Georgia-Pacific cigarette? They're just, I don't know what it means. It's just there's <laughs> there was GPC was the package, and he would smoke them, and he'd light one with the one he was smoking. Like, he smoked, like, had to smoke, like, three packs a day for, like, 40 yeah. years. And he'd be standing over your shoulder at his, and you know, be at your tie nose, and he'd just cigarette dangling, just smoke filling every orifice of everything you have, and he'd just be like, "Ow, 
I told you, you got to wrap it from the front, not the back. It looks retarded like that. I mean, he was literally like, he was, an eight-year-old kid. literally over your shoulder. Yeah, he eight-year-old kid, he had no problem just cutting your shit off. Ah, next time, let's try to try it right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and he didn't mean anything bad by it. It's just, he was kind of. That's where you got that from, though. Yeah, he, so yeah, I got my militant tying yeah. attitudes because it, it needed to be done right. So I strived really hard to tie things right because I wanted to impress my grandfather, and I wanted him to say, and he would like he was also real quick to hand out props, you know. He would. Yeah. I he guess would, it'd do. No, he, no, he wouldn't have that. He'd be like, "That's real. That's real nice." And we'll fish it this afternoon. We'll go out to the pond or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like he was really, he was really good about that too. I'm not trying to make it sound like he was really mean, but like he just he didn't take up any shit. Like there was a right way to do things, and there's a wrong way to do things, and he wanted me to do it the right way. And that's yeah. you know. So yeah, I do get, on, I do get on people with tying and get mad at them, but. Like, I just I I don't think there's room in this world for mediocrity when it comes to something like that. If there's a right way to do it, then you have to do it the right way. There's no especially stuff you believe in. Yeah, I mean, so, but yeah, that is so. Yeah, in a way, he did teach me to do that. I don't think he knew how to turn on a computer, but yeah, he would have made a he would have made a hell of a, a hell of a computer <laughs> guy. Form. Oh yeah, dude, he would have been interesting. Mike, run to the store and get us some GPCs. <laughs> he didn't need it. He, I swear to God, he had this carton stacked at all times. Like, open the side door right there in the side. That's the, my my carton of GPCs. Run there and get yeah. some. That's what my granddad would do. He, you know, he'd have me run out to the car and get his cigarettes. I never saw a man smoke like that in my life. Yeah. He's, to this day, I've never seen anybody smoke like that. Yeah, well, I definitely wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today if it wasn't for my granddad. And both of my granddads love fishing, and much less my dad. But my dad's dad, it was like it was his excuse to go fishing. So I'm sure he would have things that my grandmother needed him to do around the house. But if I wanted to go fishing, he's like, sorry, I'm out. Paul wants to go fishing, you know? So <laughs> man, we'd be out there and that man, he had a boat that we'd go fishing. Most of the time we didn't even use the boat. We just go to area like family members would have ponds at their house or tanks, whatever. Yeah. We'd fish those most of the time. But when we used that boat, man, I don't think he had bought a new piece of gear for that boat duct tape. That whole damn thing was floating by duct tape. <laughs> Every piece of metal was fixed by duct tape. My dad had a certain word for it, which I won't say on the radio. American engineer. Yeah, there you go. But uh, but so uh, yeah, man. If it wasn't for that, I mean, every waking day of my life, and I was fishing the second uh, on a, on a lake when my parents showed up out of nowhere to tell me he had passed. I was literally fishing the second I found out about it. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing what I would, was doing today if it wasn't for him for sure oh grandpappy what about you we got grandpappy wheel stories well i had uh uh one of my Alabama, big uh big fly fisherman big fisherman and uh pretty much everything i know about fishing i learned through him the other one was a little bit of a a little bit of a hellster you know ran his own trucking company and stuff like that and he was uh kind of kind of wild man knew how to make money but knew how to piss it away really fast too <laughs> lost a uh, brand new peterbilt truck in a card game one time jeez oh, man yeah Jesus. can't hide that money but uh um, him and my grandmother would fight like cats and dogs and then just every night would be fine but uh but yeah some characters uh one of them didn't really care for fishing the other one loved it that's all he did he had a car just for fishing that he had you know one of those trunks and it's like 68 ford galaxy that you could put like nine dead bodies in, yeah. and he just had it full of fishing gears. <laughs> it was the fishing car. We had two cars: the fishing car and the church car. <laughs> we drove the church car to church, and the fishing car everywhere else. It seemed pretty. Oh, seriously, wait! It seems pretty self-explanatory what they're for. Well, it was, it was kind of one of those cars too. You know, kind of go back to, to days when you were a kid, as opposed to everybody freaking out now about everything. 
one of those good old cars that you could just lay up in the back windshield and just ride down the road with your granddad driving. That's you remember true. those type cars? Mine was a Ford Granada. That was my granddad's. Mm. A khaki Ford Granada. Mm. And his boat was khaki duct tape. But well, you can't you can't show all that money you got when you're a country doctor. <laughs> that was my that was his wife's dad. Gotcha. Was the country doctor. But anywho, so uh, anyone else got any granddad talk? Or are we going to go to the next? Uh, Has anyone I, gotten I, a new grandfather lately? No. <laughs> <laughs> but no. My, mine dad died a long, long time ago. I think like 89, 88, something like that. I remember fishing with him a couple of times. I've got his fly rod and just old fiberglass, nothing fancy. Berkeley, like my granddad's that I got from him, like an old Berkeley. Uh, probably. Fiberglass. It's got the, uh, the spring-loaded reel. Oh, yeah. I'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he actually built the paper mill that's on the Wanda. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he would come down and and get invited to go fish the uh, rice fields for big bass and. So he contributes kind of to the stink. Yes, of... he he did. Well, what was funny was years later he got invited to go down and tour by the like, the CEOs and the president of of you know whatever company owned it at the time, and well. He just took over the tour and started taking them places that they didn't know they didn't were there. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's cool. So when you smell that smell, you think of granddad. Yeah, or actually, I do. That's cool. There you go. Where did you grow up? A little town called Laurenburg, North Carolina. You know where south of the border's at? When you're going, going I know up, where the southern border of North Carolina is, but not south, south of the border. South of, it's on 995. What is it? Like a it, it's, a, it's a tourist trap. Oh, okay. So if you're going up 95 and you just cross over from North South Carolina to North Carolina, get off of that exit, take a left, go 20 minutes. That's Lawrenceburg. I that, can I can count the number of stoplights. It's it's like small like Morganton. Okay. What's that one place if you're going up to Charlotte, you always see the Rock uh, Hill? No, it, if you're going from Atlanta to either Greenville or Charlotte, it's the the diner restaurant where there'll be topless waitresses. I don't know about this place. I'm in Cafe La Bear, I think, or some Cafe. Y'all don't know about this. I don't know. Never heard of anything about this. If ball. you are in Atlanta, you go to Greenville. It's right at the border of South Carolina, somewhere around there. They have. Why to- would I ever go from Atlanta to Greenville? I'm just I'm telling to, you, yeah, man. I, that's a very good question. <laughs> I mean, might have a reason now, but uh, I'm just telling you, it's Cafe Naughty or something like that. Man. Cafe Naughty. <laughs> Welcome to Cafe Naughty. You saw some coffee with that? <laughs> anyway, so uh, we got our special. Normally we would have a phone call right now, but Tucker yeah. met this guy. We don't need a phone call. We've got the guy in the house. No, yeah. So, and by the way, that whole Trump thing earlier was weird. He's a weirdo, man. Weird dude. He just says yes. 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 Yes, man. He's a yes, man. Yes. Well, man. I did. I do like Donald Trump. Cafe LeBaron. It's a that's male it. strip club in Dallas. So, <laughs> so, Oh, all right. But it's in Dallas, though. I, I do know a little bit. I know about now, the bear. If you yeah. asked if I knew where the booby trap was on A1A heading south out of Miami, I do. The booby <laughs> trap. You've never seen that place? <laughs> no. I've been to the booby trap in northern Alabama. There's literally, well, I don't know, it might be close. I remember the first time I ever went to the Keys, it was like 3 in the morning. I'm blowing through Miami on, you know, on Highway 1 there going down south. And we're coming through south Miami. 
And like I look over and there's literally a building that just has a big pink sign on it that says the booby trap. And I was like, oh my God. <sighs> How can just... you not stop? Oh, yeah, I wanted to. I didn't actually. You got trapped. I've got you so beat on this. Oh, God. <laughs> we were going to Arkansas for some reason to go goose hunting. Some reason oh, I got talked God. into this. Trey Miller? No, it was Chad Brown. But uh, we were cutting across and his brother was with us and he's like, if I ever own a strip club and call it the booby trap, just think that was a great name. And I go, Mark, if you quit talking about this right now, if we go by a strip club and it's in the booby trap, we'll go in. <laughs> and I'll and this is just get him shut up. And I'll be damned. Like three hours later, we're in the middle of rural Alabama, right by Wesley's booby trap. <laughs> oh my God. So we decided to go in. I think you're forced to. Uh, we're forced to. You know, I made a promise. You made a and deal. I'm a man, that keeps you're a man my promise. of your word. I'm a man of my word. So we go in. And uh, it's kind of a mix between a Hardee's and an Applebee's. <laughs> the bar had those high stool, like Applebee bar stools that turn all the way around, but it's got the little armrest. <laughs> so we sit in there. And, was uh, there a buffet? No, there wasn't a buffet. They didn't have a back room, but they sold gold jewelry and a display. Um, and water bombs. We go to the bar and we get uh, 12 be- not 12 beers, we get a couple beers apiece. <laughs> And uh, we the bartender, the bartender's behind there, and like, man, we really like this place. It's like, well, thank you, man. We've we've done a lot of good work here. And he's like, Chad goes, hi, I'm Chad. He goes, hi, I'm Wesley. It's like, Wesley, oh Wesley, the yes, Wesley, yes sir, yes sir. So Wesley's booby trap was amazing because all the booths looked like like the table booths. They got out of a Hardee's that went out of business. It was from a Hardee's. It was the, Wait, like the hard plywood, hard plywood. Oh it, it, wow, it, it was a Hardee's. Okay, so we know that. Wow. There was a we, stage. We were real hard on it. There place. was a stage that the girls danced on. and they didn't It's have easier a, to clean the hard, oh, yeah. slick surface. The, the stage that the girls danced on, there was no DJ. There was a big jukebox behind them. <laughs> That's how and, it was in order. No. Every one of the girls walked up with a dollar and change. And first song, they just danced. And the second song, they took off their top. So... And then these girls started dancing, and then all of a sudden we just hear this racket, just people beating on the table. It's like, what the hell is this? And we look, and everybody's got these little wood blocks in their hands, and we're trying to figure this out. And we're seeing Wesley behind the bar after he's cooking up some hot dogs. He's got a skill saw, and he's cutting now in a strip club, cutting these blocks of wood and giving them out. This is for patrons where they don't have to put down their beer to clap, so they just bang it on the table. <laughs> And there was and there was this one um, Mex- Mexican Richard Petty wannabe. I mean, looked just like an Hispanic Richard Petty out there with a thousand dollars, like he just got paid and had the time of his life for that damn wood block. Just loving oh every God. minute of it. Hey, Mike, let's, <laughs> let's hear about Michael's time so, at the so movie wait, track. Hold on, I'm just you hear? Yeah. So they're going to. Uh, they're, they're, it's, it's my birthday, and they're like. Well, we're going to, uh, by will, a dance oh. with the girls. Oh. And about that time, we told, there's a woman bartender now, and uh, they said, hey, we want to buy our friend a dance. It's his birthday. By that time, that woman pulls down a grocery store microphone from the top of the bar <laughs> on the, like, the little little metal thing that moves around. She goes, all right, girls, we got a birthday boy here. We need someone to give a dance. She comes up, and they put on, like, Brad Paisley. We slow danced right oh. there by the bar. Oh, my God. God. It was the trashiest, best place I've ever been to. <laughs> I, I don't believe that was the kind of dance you were looking for. Well, I wouldn't, pay, I wouldn't do anything as a single man. This is, like, in my early 20s. But I, 
I had a slow dance with the stripper, which was awkward in front of everybody. I'm the only one dancing. Are you still getting the glitter off? <laughs> yeah, you get hit with the glitter gun. Well, someday I'll tell you about so, Sparky. Yeah, I didn't go into the boot job. I went into to Toby's, and I've already told that story, so I'm not going to get into it. But by God, Will, I didn't think anything would top Toby's at noon in, in Jacksonville, North Carolina. But you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, a couple years later, we decided to call Wesley, see if they're still around. And I think it turned into an arcade for a while. And then we heard Wesley's Booby Trap did open back up. Oh, good for him. Successful business, arcade. Man. You can't keep him down. All right, let's get this colonel in here. I have no idea what he's a colonel of or what he's I, doing. I, but I think that's his name. Wesley's Booby Trap in Dora, Alabama. 7373 Highway 78, Dora, Alabama. Check it out. Oh, I don't know. If they, oh, they, well. I don't know if they like you or not, Colonel. I, they must not like him. <laughs> oh, gentlemen, oh, good day to you, chaps. Ah, how are you, uh, William? William, <laughs> yes, be, be a good, good gentleman. Fetch me a toddy. Oh, of course. Okay, I'm gonna get you one. Yes, right right, thank you. You could have just you. gotten one while you're waiting in the kitchen. No, I didn't fetch my own drinks. Oh, no, okay. wait on the staff for that. <laughs> So you uh, you met Tucker downtown a few days ago. Yes, oh, the fine boy, fine boy, young man. Uh, you know, uh, uh, large boy, large boy, large boy. But yes. you know, quite nice. Not quite uh, all the on the head, you know. But uh, you know, as, as young folk go, I suppose he's better than the rest, you know. But uh, you know, fine young chap. Who's downtown supporting the the uh, restoration support of the the hurricane relief and the. Uh, the south of Broad region, you see. Some old dear friends of me from back home in, in, in England, you see. So, how did you end up getting on this show? It's a fly, it's a fishing show, do you know? Oh, well, my family has been fly fishing for, for centuries, sir. Centuries. Okay. Uh, we were damned sad day that when the commoners picked up the long rod. Okay. Damn, no, it, 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 it did. It did. It really did. did. When you, maybe about 1990s, early 90s. No, no, years ago. I would say, you know, back in the 20s, the 30s, the 18th century, really. I mean, you know, you should not be able to, to step foot in a stream if you're not aristocracy. Poppycock, if you ask me. All right, so, um, so. Your name, your name is Lord Captain Colonel Angus. Okay, Colonel. I got it written down here. Colonel, uh, I can get Colonel Angus. Colonel Angus. Lord Captain and Colonel Angus. Yes, yes. See, I'm Lord now of of Pembershire. Okay, Lord now of, of Pembershire. Okay. Uh, and and uh, captain of the Royal Navy. We'll say bye. And, Tell and the people bye. Uh, Having to head out. Got to get home for the little guy. So. Uh, William, William, yeah. good day to you, sir. Before you go, before yeah. you go, do be a good man. Make Check the uh, the tire pressure on the rental car, <laughs> if you would. You got it. All right, thank you. Good man. Good like man. Hanging out with my father. <laughs> the colonel, dude. Uh, yes. So anyway, so, it's great to have you here. Uh, thank you. So, um, so the name, my name, given name, uh-huh. is Ingus. My family name is Ingus. My I, would given sp- name, I would say it, Ingus. 
given name is Colonel. That is your first name, so you have nothing to do with like an army or anything? You're just No, no, no. The family. Uh, I'm confused. Uh, we had many, many ancestors. Uh, Napoleon Bonaparte is part of the, the family. He's French. Wait, wait. Napoleon's French. Oh no! Who's <laughs> a must French be, emperor? We, we must be speaking of a, a different Napoleon. I thought there was mistaken. only one Napoleon Bonaparte myself. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, even the name Bonaparte is French. I'm a little no, confused. No, don't, don't, don't concern yourself. So they're not <laughs> no sure. details. That's no, so, uh, but no, no, we've been fly fishing for years. In fact, I just returned from a trip in Slovenia. You see, oh, my uh, marble fa- trout. Right? My, my yep. fa- no, no, the uh, the golden cutthroat. Oh. I didn't think they had huh. cut through it. Yes, yeah. Well, you know, there are huh. many different names for different you know, types okay. of fish. And, you know, don't concern yourself, I, Michael. Okay. okay. I do have a question. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. now that the big the big thing is, hey, we're in the U.S., we're going to be able to go fish Cuba. Well, Brits have been able to fish Cuba for blah, blah. Have you gone to Cuba and done that whole thing? <coughs> sir. Yeah? You dishonored me with your question, honestly. Okay. I've oh, been. Sorry. My family was existential in the overthrow of the Cuban government. We've been fly fishing Cuba for near. I don't know if they've been overthrown. Two hundred and fifty years. Oh, okay. You okay. know, so so yes, we're quite bored of Cuba at this point. So what kind of like? What's your favorite fish to catch there? Oh, in, in in Cuba, besides the women, you mean? <laughs> By Jove, I get one oh, every time. Salty old dog. Oh, 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 oh. Don't tell the missus back home. No, I hope she oh. doesn't listen to the radio. Did, did you did you ever meet old Hemingway when you were down? No, oh the the riffraff. No, that's what we call refer to them back. <laughs> Just Americans no, they, in general. Yeah, Just, absolutely. Yeah, we would have nothing to do with them. Nothing okay. to do with I them. I got at you. All. I got you. Uh, uh, you know, uh, can't get anything done in this conversation. We, we have, uh, <laughs> beg your pardon, nothing. Ah, very good. Yeah, didn't think you said anything. Uh, uh, so yes, my family goes back a long, long way into, uh, you know, my great grandfather uh, caught and killed and mounted. The very what? I'm sorry, caught, killed. And huh? mounted. I'm sorry. Is that a place? He caught, killed, and mounted. The very oh, last. I thought you were saying a mountain. No, okay. mounted. Listen, okay. listen with your ears, Mr. Potter. No, you with not with your mouth. I, we're just in would. America here. We uh, so <laughs> caught, killed, and mounted. The last Tymon of Scotland. Wait, there were time. There were Tymon in Scotland. Yes. I didn't know that was the thing. Yes, yeah, ages ago, ages ago. Oh, okay. It was your great great grandfather. So, uh, so yes, and he didn't want it to be lonely. You see, so he killed the last one. So, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and mounted it. Solid, well, solid. But, but you know, that's a. Wait, Michael, I don't, even, I don't even understand what he said. What did he say? He mounted what? He uh, the, he says his great grandfather killed, caught. He, he killed, caught, and mounted the last time in, in Scotland. Time in Scotland? Yeah, you know. like I guess there's a chance they used to be there. I've never heard of that. I don't, I, I when don't, would this have been? 
must have been 1830s, 1840s, uh, anyway. Something I'm not like buying that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you know, know, the, the, you know the, they're in Mongolia, right? Yes, of course, Russia, of course. Yeah. The, you, you know, a long family tradition of, of uh, hunting, fishing, endangered species. Uh, <laughs> you know, the uh, the last booby bird uh, is sits in uh, our our state in uh, Pembershire. In uh, what? Pembershire. In what? Pembershire. The, Pembershire? Uh, yes, yes. It's uh it's just right. just west of Oxford on the, the Thames River. Yeah. T- Thames. Uh, yes. Yeah. As you call it in America. <laughs> so have you ever just been like to a good classic American river and actually caught the species that's in that river? And like or why would I do that? I, I don't know. You said you caught a golden trout in golden Slovakia, Slovenia. Yes, yes. Like, have you ever been to, like, let's say, the White River in Arkansas? Just, just good, kind of old good old fashioned American brown trout yeah. or German yeah. brown trout, I guess. Technically. Yeah, just whatever. What, what is this place you refer to as Arkansas? <laughs> okay, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to England. Let's do, anyway, I'm sorry. Keep talking what you're going to talk about. Uh, no, I was also going to say that, uh, you know, in uh, uh off the river Trent in, in Nottingham. Uh, the, the legend of Robin Hood descends from my family as well. Um, but we have the uh, the last Tasmanian devil mounted there <laughs> above the fireplace. So hunting and fishing. I thought they were still alive. I uh, thought it was just a cartoon. No, there's uh, a real animal, but I'm pretty sure there's still some left in Tasmania. Well, you must be mistaken. Yeah, I think there are. I don't I do think you're wrong. So you it's take just, pride in the fact you're hunting and killing I, I have, the last species. No, no. No, 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 sir. You you misunderstand me. It's, it's my family. It's cherished well, all the great tradition. You know, uh, ancestors, uncles. You know, but you things. celebrate it. You're here telling us about it. Well, you're like, the one asked me here to, to answer your questions. Well, you no. wanted to know what I had to do with with the flat. You know what? You, sir, you, sir, are intolerable. You don't know your place in society. <laughs> you're you're nothing I, I but a wang like doodle. Nothing, sir, but a wang doodle of a lower class non gentleman, and I'll have nothing more to do with you. Well, I'm going to keep asking questions as long as you're on the show. So you have to have something. Yeah, to do with me. I mean, he kind of runs the show here. He does. Yeah, I don't have anything. I, 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 I just pitch. Michael, I find you, Michael, I find you much more agreeable. Now the circumstances. I'll let him ask a couple. The circumstances of your birth, however, questionable. However, you seem to be in the right place. Well, I am just a big hairy American mutt, but that's beside the point. So. All right, all right. Uh, so your family—it's not you that's killing all these animals. It's your family. Not yet, not yet, not yet. So you, you would like a chance at it? I guess. Oh, of course. If you can have your. Okay, I'm sorry. So, I know you don't yeah. want to deal with me. So what's on your top list? Like all of us have a, a list. You know, top ten. We want to go here. We want to fish this. What is your number one on your top ten list? What do you? Where do you want to go? What do you want to fish? And go ahead and just tell us what you're going to do with that fish if you catch it. I guess because I've, I've a feeling you're going to do that anyway. <laughs> well, this is. <laughs> You know, on on the, the the flight over, I had the, this very very thought in my head, and I have decided that the fish that I like to have hanging from the ceiling in my bedroom would be the blue whale. 
Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I do have one more question, though. Yes, I, yes, I don't understand what's funny about that. And maybe it's the same answer. Is that if I were to ask you, what's the last animal you'd like to shoot the last, kill the last, the last fish? Is that it? The blue whale. Blue whale. Yes. If I, it could be in, extinct, that's the one you'd want it to be extinct. Have you been to Have you been to the Natural History Museum in New York? They have a full scale model of a blue whale, like in in one of the rooms in there. How big is your bedroom? <laughs> because I'm just gonna say. That's quite a fish, man. Sir, well, I'm animal. not one of these damned homosexuals. You do not get to come into my bedroom. Oh, oh I didn't say I wanted to. So you would put it on how large it was. And I love how he'd put it on the ceiling. Yeah, just got, <laughs> well, I mean, where else would you put it? <laughs> anyway, so we got, okay, how can we wrap this up? We got to get queso. Well, I here. just, I would like to, to put it out to all of your your dozen or so listeners. <laughs> Donate generally uh, okay. to the uh, South of Broad Relief Fund from the terrible yeah. store, Matthew. Sure, they're hurting. That, uh, that is, you know, broken so many, uh, you know, uh, uh, dishes of China that were brought over on the first and second ships to Charleston, you know, irreplaceable, need to be fixed. You know, it's preserved the history uh, for for all of, of well, those families uh, to enjoy. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Of Connor. course, old boy. Of course. Thanks for coming yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy your day. We're gonna try. Oh, God. Tucker, <laughs> come on. You can have your mic back. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's it actually. I'm so sorry. It's actually pretty enjoyable. Oh, God. Oh. I'm serious though. Have you been to the Natural History Museum in New York no. City? Dude, they literally in one of the rooms they have like a room for like you know oceans and aquatic or whatever. And it's a this whole museum's massive. Let's just get that straight. But in one of the rooms, like you walk in like on the second floor and you're looking down into the, the bottom where they have all the displays, and there's literally a full life scale model or or whatever of a blue whale like hanging from the ceiling, like dipping down into the room. Yeah. Holy hell! Like I mean, it's like three city buses lined up beside each other. It's massive. Uh, old Colonel Ingus must well, have quite the bedroom. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I love how he's going to put it on the ceiling. <laughs> you got to hang it. Like, yeah. Maybe some mirrors. On like model mirror. airplanes. You know, you just, <laughs> <laughs> you're just like. Uh, looks like it's swimming that way. Uh, all right. We're, uh, we're, we didn't know that a whale's not a fish. <sighs> no, no. We're at two hours. We've got a case of this thing done. Yeah. Case is waiting. He's, he's all foaming at the mouth back there. So, um, st- Let's see. Uh. Okay, let's do it. This is just Richard Casey. All right. Mail sack, mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack. Let's all go inside. Mail sack, mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack. This section of Richard Casey brought to you by chickens. Well. Dot films. I'm Richard Queso, and you are back on the Barely Live. Uh, last time you heard my voice, I was on some other radio show with a bunch of amateurs that I can't even remember their names, but I was drinking, and they told me to get in front of the radio, so I ended up on another show, but I'm sorry about that, but I am back where I belong, ready to answer your questions. Hey, Paul, how you hey, doing? I'm good, buddy. I got a question for okay, you. Okay, go ahead. Blair Wiggins, go. 
Blair Wiggins, the Mogan man. I love me some Blair Wiggins. He's got some funny hair, but I like that guy. He's really he's an enjoyable human being, and he's 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 almost as famous as I am, which you know allows us to have a conversation together. It's really hard sometimes with less famous people when you're trying to talk to them and they don't really understand your life because your life's a lot cooler than theirs. But Blair is almost as famous as me. Like we go fishing together. It's like we keep tallies on how many people yell at us from other boats and say like, oh, I love you. And usually it's pretty fair. You know, the guy that gets the least has to buy the beers, you know. But uh, usually it comes out pretty even in the wash. One you know? more question. Yeah, go ahead. Fly fishing after dark, guys. You got a little crass, I thought, who's, on the who's, interview. Who's, but who's fly fishing after you, dark? At the Taylor's Ball, you sat there. Oh, oh those cute little kids with their, with their radio I kit. think they had fun no, talking to you. Yeah, they did. They had fun, of course. <laughs> you know, you, sometimes as a celebrity, Paul, you have to come out there and you got to do some things for the little people, you know. Um, if, if not, that you know, they did a good job. For amateurs, it was quite, quite well done. Uh, they asked appropriate questions. I tried to answer them. Uh, you know, it wasn't my normal shtick. You know, I didn't have the, the my mail sack with me that night, but I, I did. I, I did answer some questions. They can You know, it, it, I just do what I can for the little people, Paul. That's all you can really do. I know. I'm just yeah, shouting you, out for them. You're, you're starting to get famous. People are starting to know your name too. So one day you'll understand. Okay. Shut all right. Up. I'm gonna. Dig in my mail sack. Get yeah, in I'm there. Reach down Get the in box. there. See what pops up. Get in there. All right. Here we go. Uh, this was uh, from a Luke Taylor in Colorado. Uh, Dear Richard, I assume a man of your intellectual stature has a wide array of knowledge in varying topics. I do. So I have an automotive question for you. I drive a Ford Ranger and was wondering if I catch more trout as it gets in worse and worse shape. Oh, I wonder if I'll catch more trout as it gets in worse and worse shape. It seems to me that there is a direct correlation between condition of one truck and the prowess on the trout stream. Well, you know, I, this is kind of getting tough me Tough question. Yeah, it is a tough question because I believe it, it touched on a few things. I mean, you're trying to mix in science with mysticism and, 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 and superstition. There's a lot of issues going on around here. Uh, but, you know, so I think what it is, honestly, uh, Luke, is that you have just become a more comfortable human being. See, when you have a nice new vehicle, uh, you don't want to take it to the nasty places. You know, you don't want to. You want to scratch the paint on the overhanging limbs or, or getting mud on the mud flaps. You 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 do it. And you know what that means as a trout fisherman? Because I'm assuming you're a trout fisherman, being that you're from Colorado, uh, is that you don't drive far enough in before you walk. So. We all know that the further away you get from your car, the better the fishing is going to be. And the further your car is away from the pavement, the better the fishing is going to be. That's how it is on the East Coast, on the West Coast, on the North Coast, and the South Coast. So you are what you're seeing is that you just don't give a fuck about your truck anymore. So you're driving into places that you would have never took it when it was nice and new. So, yeah, I think, I, I think you could maybe draw a correlation there. Uh, the negative side is the the older and the worse your truck gets, the less likelihood of you coming back home gets. So I think there's a tipping point there. If you're looking at the arc curve of this uh, bell curve that you're, you're setting up for the, the oldness and the ugliness of your truck and the catching rate, there's going to be a turning point where eventually that truck becomes a liability. So uh, start saving your pennies. That way you don't have to have a call payment later. Okay, Luke, thank you for calling or, or riding or whatever. Okay, next question. This one's from a my cunt. I saw you talking with Donald Trump at the Taylor's Ball. What did you guys talk about? And will you be voting for him in this election? Well, I don't really know. Uh, 
about Mr. Trump. He, he, the thing is, uh, you know, he comes in and he's all, I'm Mr. Big Trump. And, you know, I I don't know. It was really like if you put two prize bulls in a ring, you know, and they're both vying, you know, one of them's going to kill the other one. I feel like that's what it was going on is, you know, I he couldn't handle my star status at that particular event and he wanted all the spotlight on him. And so it was kind of this uh, uh, dick measuring contest, if you want to, if you want to put it that way. And it really is, wasn't a constructive conversation. I'm not going to get into details of Mr. Trump's uh, locker room talk. But uh, so, and, and as far as the election, hey, look, man, the, the democratic process is one of anonymity, and I believe in that very heavily. I will vote for who I vote for, and you don't have any right knowing who that was. Nor will I tell you who to vote for. So let's just keep it there. How about that, Mr. Hunt? Okay, last question from the mail sack. I know you just rode out a hurricane. What are some good techniques for post-hurricane fishing? Sincerely, Lou Janus. Oh, Lou Sanus. Lou Sanus. There we go. Lou Sanus. Um, yeah, we did just ride out a hurricane, and let me tell you, the camper was a rocket. I was back here behind Floodtide headquarters, plugged in as usual. We lost power pretty quick in that one. And it got a little wet, got a little bumpy, but it was all right. The boat floated away. I went and chased it down. I got it back. Everything's cool. Um, but, you know, honestly, I think fishing after a hurricane is really easy. I just go down near, you know, a watery area and just, just look for them. I mean, they're just laying on the banks everywhere. I mean, sometimes they get washed up into your backyard if you're looking close enough. I mean, you don't even have to fish for them, really. You just go up and pick them up. And the ones that is left, they're so confused. They got washed around and wind blown. They don't even know what's going on. So, uh, you know, the big thing is, like Will said, safety first. You got to watch out for all the bad stuff that's in the water because there's docks and, you know, bodies and stuff. And you got to be careful with that. But other than that, I think fishing's just fine after a hurricane. You just got to get out there and do it. And like I said, never overlook the leftovers on the bank. I mean, it's free fish. It's <laughs> laying there. Might that's as well true. take it. That's true. Well, that's all my questions, Paul. Yeah, I'm going to get out of here. I love y'all. Hey, you got any more beer in that refrigerator? I don't worry about it. I'll oh, check, yeah. it. I'll check it, it out. I'll check it out. Mail sack. Mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack. Mail sack. Let's all go inside. Mail sack. Mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack. Mail sack. It's your mail sack. Oh, Richard Casey. They love it. I do. I love some queso. Uh, well, we did it, guys. It's been a while. Tucker. Ooh, that was a long one. Thanks oh. for hanging out. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for having me out here again. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. We need more Tucker in this show. So, Joel, you, you claim that you fixed this. So. Uh, sorry. Oh, my gosh. YouTube, YouTube was... So we're going to get Tucker here more often. Yeah, we got to. I mean, if he wants it. Well, right. and let's, it. let's go Love ahead, Paul, just for posterity's sake, and to force us to be more responsible a little bit. Let's go ahead and prep. Let's go ahead and uh, preview the next show. Uh, for those of you who have been with us since the beginning, you realize that... Uh, it might not be the next show, though. I'd like, it has to be. Well, isn't it like a November 10th or something like that? Whatever. November. Well, we must be real bald about that We probably won't. We're starting to get to the point where we only do this once a month, which kind of sucks. Which sucks. And, we, and you never know. We might slip another It'll start minute. getting less busy, though. Well, then let's just say it's not the next show. It might be. It, it may it, not it be. It may be. Things start to slow down next month. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Start we get slow down time. Time. We got more But I think it is like November 7th or 10th, so it might be the next show. What we're ambling around here is that our one year anniversary is coming up yeah. and we're going to do a very special show for that we're going to bring back all of your favorite guests Woo-hoo! 
Woo. We're going to make phone calls. Tucker, that means you have to be here. Oh, Tucker, Tucker's going to be back. We're, we're going to do phone calls. And and to make it even better, because, well, why not? We're going to go out and do a little drinking before we even start recording and oh. then gather everybody here at Flood Tide headquarters. It's going to be like party. a 7 to midnight thing. Yeah, we're going to do this late, and we're going to do like a, a Flood Tide after hours party slash record a radio <laughs> show. So oh, you're going to want to look out for that one. It'll be our one-year anniversary in November. It's going to be a total disaster. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Hey, can, we, uh, can we make this a potluck? <laughs> yeah, I as well. Right. We're gonna, I mean, would that be? I'm, I'm just. Well, I'm, probably, I'm asking. I'm a guest. We're we probably will be hungry again by eleven. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm we're saying. It's some, like we're gonna need some, some food. Signs. Yeah. So keep your eye out for that. We are gonna try to. And like I said, as winter gets here, of course, we will be doing probably more often shows because we have more time. But uh, it's fall right now, people. I mean, there's deer stands to sit in. There's fish to be caught. Can't be making radio shows every week. There's, blah, blah. there's a lot of good stuff in the low country. Yeah. I saw some tails this morning. Stay yeah, away. Dude. Didn't catch one, no. All right, so Mike, that's that's the deal. That's the wrap up. That's the wrap up. So hey, thank y'all again. Let's go out with some my morning jacket. Yeah, let it rock. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed it.